Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Max! Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Why, hello. Hello. And welcome to season 21, episode 5 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm not to your left. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm Kadev. I'm Jason. Stork. And it's a sausage fest tonight. It is a sausage fest. We have no no female energy to rein us in. Mind us. Getting wild up in here. Yeah. We have a game convention coming up uh, February 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th at the LAX Hilton Hotel. Go to strategicon.net for information about that. Can I toot my horn? Toot your horn. My pre-reg is all booked up. What? Yeah. Nice. Excellent. Strategicon. But that means there's three more seats still open at every game, so come come find me and play. It's going to be a lot of fun. You want to uh, show your game? What are you playing? What are you uh, it's it's called Demigods, and you play as a half mortal child of a god in a sort of modern day setting. And uh, I think it's actually good, which is weird to say about something I made, but. And I I love your concept for the the science gods. Oh That's yeah, freaking hysterical. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of traction in the forums. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are like, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited <clears throat> about it too. It's very smart. Fantastic. Shocked. Shocked that Jason runs an intelligent game. Shocked, <laughs> I tell you. Who knew? That's, it's really out of left field, but, you know, give it a shot and see what you think. I'm Speaking of shots. Oh, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you... So, are, so Jason is a, a tequila aficionado. Do you want to tell us what oh, yeah. this is? So, uh, I brought this one. This is uh, from El Paseo. Uh, it's called Charo. It's a a reposado um, from Mexico, (coughs) and it is a pretty darn good tequila that my wife brought back. It is good. So um, it's a sipping tequila. I'm I'm not a tequila fan, but I'm 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 willing to give it a try. It doesn't taste like tequila, right? No, it does. It does. Oh yeah. It it actually is very mild for tequila. It doesn't have that. Yeah. (laughs) Start smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is, but. Tequila is also not my jam, so I yeah. tried to sip, and it's not not, yeah, it's not right. my jam. But yeah, it's okay because I brought a mess of Bailey's. <laughs> Wait, is that all Bailey's? <laughs> it's a sippy cup of Bailey's. Yeah, yeah. Nice. There's ice in there, right? That is. There's ice that turns my stomach. You want to put some Kahlua? I have some Kahlua. Oh, I gotta bring uh, you down away. Okay. What's happening? Do you want an umbrella with that? Mm. What? You know. No, that's fruit drinks. Oh, yeah, that's umbrellas true. and fruit yeah. drinks. Yeah, one of my favorite that needs kids whipped cream on it. Yes, one of my favorite kids <laughs> in the hall episodes was a girl drink drunk, and this guy's like, "Oh no, no, I don't drink." Oh no, you'll like this, and they give him like this girl drink, and it's blue with an umbrella and like things, and he's hammered, and then he's like, he's in the copy room making girl drinks, <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's passed out on the on the on the sidewalk. It's just a downward spiral, and he keeps putting dr- you know in, in oh, his yeah girl drink drunk. When I was in college, we used to go to uh, El Torito. Which was right next to a, a movie theater, and we'd go and drink blue bye byes, mm. which is like a Long Island iced tea with a shot of blue curacao in it. <laughs> tiny, bowl, tiny bowls. Yeah. yeah, it looks like Windex. Tiny it looks yeah. just like Windex. Yeah, it does. And we'd have a couple of those, which is an enormous amount of alcohol, mm. and then go watch a movie and. And sugar. Yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of sugar. Yeah. yeah. It was good times. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, is that Mr. CJ or MRCJ? I'd go MRCJ. MRCJ. Writes in about chases, and we will discuss. Gottfried asks if RPG dice are illegal in California. Hmm. Isaac from Texas needs help. 
Allervant sends in a horror story, and Jason, different Jason, yeah. different Jason, different Jason. Okay. That'd so, be awkward. We are Legion. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, yeah, there it, are a it, lot of Jasons. Yeah, it, it would be weird if you wrote an email. Yeah, to the episode you end up on. <laughs> like, I would definitely play it off as not me, though. So even if it was me, I'd say it's not. So really, we have no way of knowing. That may have happened. I can't say, but that may have happened. It well, may have. Not from yeah. me, it didn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not from you. In times past, mm. it may have. And Jason sends a horror story from bygone days. Mm. <clears throat> but first, if you would like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We have a social media. Twitter, Happy Jacks RPG, Instagram, Happy Jacks RPG, Facebook, Happy Jacks RPG, and you can watch the show live on Fridays at 8 p.m. Pacific time. We do this show, and you can watch it on Twitch or on the YouTube's uh, YouTube Live. And yeah. I actually have a lot of uh, live viewers on YouTube Live, so yeah, I think <laughs> which I think is wonderful. People that just don't want to do the whole Twitch thing with all of the annoyances that might be involved with it. So, right? Yeah, YouTube is actually the chat room. Channel. We're using the Twitch chat room though. Yes. Yeah. So, but you can open up a chat room in a different window. You don't have. Yeah. Then you can watch well, it. Well, that's, that's what you want to do. Weird. That's, that's the weird, weird stuff. I've just been informed though that we went live on Twitch. Yes. <laughs> just yes. now. <laughs> yes, we have. The internet told <laughs> in us. In case so. anyone was wondering, if you want to watch this live, you can watch this live at happyjacks.org/live, and that will take you to every place that we do that thing. Any other announcements? Anyone have anything they need to do? Uh, well, what are you? What are you doing? So for the, we started for the con? talking about the con. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm running. Uh, a um, uh, Traveler Mongoose Traveler Second Edition game. It's going to be based in the uh, uh, Ashes of Exodus sort of world, uh, and that's a um, a single mission. The, I'm going to have the players make characters. Oh, cool! Try to get it done within it, an hour, and then have about a three. Hour. Dave and I did that, and, and mm-hmm. if you wanted suggestions, the only thing that we did is we limited it. Yeah, so I think it was, was at three. I think three we did turns? three. I was going to give him a package of skills and, too, and that helps. Mm-hmm. But but the, our adventure was pretty much just uh, class unrelated. The whole thing is they just had to get off world. But but it does take an enormous amount of time. And what we found was people liked character gen almost more than the game. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So be aware yeah, of the fact game. that they're going to they're going to get caught up in their characters, yeah. and they're going to be like, all right, and now you have an hour and a half, and I'm like, well, but 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 I want to keep. Generating more stuff for my character. Something that can really speed it up too is making sure you have as many copies of the book as you can. Yeah, I have um, the PDF and I printed out the character gen section. I have like five copies of it. Okay. Um, so. Another thing that helps speed it up is shouting at them like a drill sergeant, <laughs> yes. just screaming in their face to hurry the fuck up and finish. Right. People really like that. It's a good like kind of icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Just like when you're trying to get your kids ready for bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, What's and your next career? People yeah. respond Tell well me. to that kind of stuff. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, people really like it. I've just been informed I have to update stuff. Because I didn't do everything I was supposed to do when I did the thing. And the other game I'm running is called Arkendale, and it's a scaled-down version of the Moment of Truth rules for kids. So cool, that'll a, be fun. A world I've been working on. And they've only got four stats, and it's character gen is easy, so no pre-gens this, this con. Well, oh, so nice. Works. Yeah. Hopefully nice. that works. Very nice. So... Character right. Gen's fun. Character Are Gen is a, is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I Are think you it, it gives you ownership. I think it's important. Are you doing anything, Stark? No. Okay. I'm not even sure I'm going to be there. Uh, oh, bummer. Well, right. my current job is busy, and I didn't have a great time last time, and the NBA All-Stars has got the hotel filled up, and the MOOC bailed, too, so I don't mm. know. I don't know. It's going to be a weird con. So I, I might drive down to uh, just hang out after oh. 4 when the bar opens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Just show up at like three forty-five yeah. and just stand out there. Just stand out there, be that guy. <laughs> open, I know. Open, I know. I'll just stand open. there, and you'll walk up, and you'll stand next to me. And we'll go. Hmm. 
Smither and Stare. So, I'm going to be running uh, set in the same little city as our Tales from the Loop game mm. um, on Sunday morning. So I should sign up and get all the answers. <laughs> you should not. Oh, all right. <laughs> you can. No. If you show up, that's your loss. But, but I need a Sunday game. I don't have anything to do on Sunday yet. So uh, There's lots. All right. You I'm not the only There's lots of walk-ins. Uh, but, uh, so I'm running that on Sunday, so I won't actually have anything to talk about on the podcast Saturday night. Right. Except my experiences. Um, I'm also assembling an outfit for a Friday evening game. Mm-hmm. Run by the notorious ah Dave seventy seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Yeah, he because does. He does sort of spread all genres there, doesn't he? I mean, his, he it, does. It's multimedia when you go to play in a Kade, or not Kaday, but Dave Kazay game. Yeah, yeah. The uh, basically, he messaged me and said, "I have the guy you're going to play," and I was like, "All right, I, I, I guess I'll be in that game." <laughs> Yeah, Here I go. I haven't played in one of his games, but I've un- I understand you should bring a waterproof poncho and hydrate well. Yes. Beforehand, earplugs are. It's like a Gallagher show. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. kind of what my impression has been. Earplugs, so a thesaurus, and a dictionary. All right. He is the Gallagher of. Tabletop <laughs> <laughs> they're, multi- they're multimedia extravaganzas. I mean, yeah. seriously, there's there's music, awesome. loud music. There's incidental music. There's there's theme music. There's it's parade. Oh, yes. And my and games are walk just about. talking. Yeah. That's what mine are. <laughs> and luchadors <laughs> sometimes. Oh, yeah. luchadors are the best. Yeah. Although Ali is looking forward to the competitive girl truck again. I I am too, because I have to defend my title. Oh. oh I am a reigning Strategicon competitive girl truck champion. How can it be? I mean, with Bill and his, what was it, the, the Fries and Mortar? What was it? No, no, it was Fries and Guards. That's real good. I really like that. <laughs> Uh, are you and so awesome. Everybody <laughs> was everybody was an orc in that game except for me. I was a halfling. <laughs> right. That the orcs didn't notice because they're stupid. Yeah, they are. And there was Frizingard and what was it? Uh, what were the name of the girl drugs? Oh, I don't remember. You guys had to come up with your own name, right? Yeah. That, well, that was the one we came up with. Oh, for that. Oh, in real good. A play test. We ended up with Ghoul fellas. Okay. And it was all good fellas Italian food. I think I suggested Allie uh, call their their truck. Um, Helms Deep Fry. Oh, oh nice. Oh, really? Man. But yeah, Last Con was the one where we won, and our prize was that the second place truck got to do our makeup. Right. Because Dave brought a whole makeup kit uh, from uh, like one, one direction. direction. A one, one direction, direction makeup, makeup kit. kit. Yeah. Multimedia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. And Allie did a fine job. I, I, I felt pretty. On Sunday. <laughs> That's Wait, when Girl Truck. And, and here's my thing about right. the con. Uh, maybe you can pick up the banner since I may or may not be there, which is. I see the con as an opportunity to try games and systems I'd never tried. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, rather than just getting in, in a game with Dave, who I can, who I play with all the time and can play with all the time, I'm going to meet new <coughs> people, try new systems, uh, explore all the possibilities out there. And this is a perfect time because you, there's, it's a four-hour commitment and you can bail you when should, you're done. You should jump into my PBTA game Friday night. I don't think you need my help. <laughs> uh, Sounds like it's already full. <laughs> Zazamon said, I was in a Dave 77 game. I thought I wasn't too bad of a role player. My God, I felt like a Pinto in the Indy 500. There you go. He <laughs> <laughs> really does oh, yeah. raise the bar. I mean, yes, he does. it's everything. And he even does, too. He's like, he switches hats, he'll turn his back on you, come back, and he's I, got accents. Yeah, and you're like, whoa. My thing with him is, is 
really, for me, the most impressive thing about Dave's GMing style is that he comes up with the tiniest little characterizations for all the NPCs in a game. And sticks with them. And awesome. remembers them all and keeps them right. But, like, it's all just a shift in body language and posture and mm-hmm. diction, and he just does it. Like, he doesn't do crazy voices and everything, but... He's good at accents. Yeah, he does some, but it's not like every character is like, well, it's a crazy German guy and a crazy British guy, you know. It's just sometimes it's all about the fact that suddenly his shoulders slump forward. Mm. Or he's only talking at you glancingly out of the side of his eye instead of... Making eye contact. He, like, he does a lot of work. He's exhausted at the end of these things. In fact, yeah. I think yeah. when we, we played the the Gong Show game, mm. I had like a, a tiger, a pet tiger, and he. Uh, I, I'm sitting here talking, and I look around, and he's next to me, like looking up at me, like pretending to be the tiger, and I'm like, <laughs> holy crap! I mean, he's, it, the physicality he involves with this oh, yeah. gaming style, it's uh, humbling. It is. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's yeah. exhausting. Players just sit there and talk, right? <laughs> that's, that's my <laughs> brand. <laughs> Yeah, well, Dave, we'd love to be as physical as you, but you know, with the cameras, we can't right. just cover every yeah. angle. So right. we're we're limited. You know, otherwise we'd be just as good. <laughs> He's in the chat room. Yeah, of course. Oh, and sure. hello, chat room. It's nice to see all of you there. Hello. All right. Featured email: Chases from MRCJ or Mr. CJ or Merkja. Hello, Stewie and the Douche Cats. Oh, that's so awesome. Let's do a teeny band. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be amazing. So Stork said something the other day that got me thinking. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. He is bored of fights on rooftops and inside stables. And I thought, well, if a fight on a slanted roof in the rain is boring, or if the stable is on fire and there are animals running all over the place, and you can't see because of the billowing smoke is boring, well, I think you're doing it wrong. Okay. It's not actually what I said. I don't know what you said. <laughs> what I, I was remember. trying to apply was try to change up your settings, which is instead of just having a fight in an alley, uh, I, in hindsight, I, I probably maybe should have given better examples, but uh, do you remember Do you remember the original Three and Four Musketeers with uh, Michael York and Oliver Reed? V- and, vaguely. Or there's, a, there's a wonderful fight sequence that takes place in like a wash, a washing area. They have these big vats and there's dye and there's soap. Mm. So they're, they're swinging around on laundry. It's wet laundry. The laundry women are all running and hiding. There's vats of dye to fall in. There's things to swing around in. And, and all it was was opening a door and they run in to hide and they realize they're in this big laundry. That's all I'm saying is instead of just having it happen on the alley, instead of having it happen on the rooftop, instead of having it happen yeah. in the inn, Mix which we've up. seen a million times, Make it a really interesting location, which gives you lots of things to play with. So, in, in the Three and Four Musketeers, they're slipping on the soap. They're they're hitting each other with wet laundry. They're falling into vats of dye. So that so the 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 King's Musketeers or, or not the Musketeers, the Russell, the Russell, come out all purple or green, and they're like ah. It, there's all these wonderful little repercussions that happen simply by opening that door and putting it someplace unexpected. Mm. That's what I was trying to say. Not that. Fighting in a barn that's on fire isn't exciting. I'm saying change it up a bit. Rather than make the barn on fire, don't make it a barn. Yeah. Uh, make it into a uh, underground brewery. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, an above-ground brewery. Or make it into a, a, a candlery shop. I tell you, there are a lot of problems if your fight spills into the blacksmithy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's some exciting in things in there. Oh, um... 
Well, actually, right. let me finish this email. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, gen- all, that's what I was trying to say. Generally, when I think of roof fights or roof activities in movies, the characters are not on the roof with the intent of fighting, rather as a means of escape. Very true. Yes. <clears throat> and this is something that a GM and a player... Unless somebody has to say that they have the high ground. That's the high ground. <laughs> I'm going to need a beer for that. you got any more beer in there somewore? Because I can't see here. Man, here, here, here. You can actually have the rest of them. Oh, you don't you want, want I no, can't. No, I just it's, can't. It's got store cut. I know. Well, like, anything's going to live through that. Well, I don't know, it, man. Yeah, I've I seen mean, you roll dice. Let's <laughs> you got to limit exposure. He's right. That's true. You are next to me, though. It, look, it took years for me to develop the resistance. Yeah. Like and in education, like knowing powder. how to avoid getting diseases in the yeah, that's a big part of my job as a teacher is not, not getting get sick right. every day. <laughs> I, I can see why you sterilize everything with that. Yeah, yeah. I just bring that to school. That's not <laughs> me, right. That's uh, dear that's principal what, that's and headmaster of my school. I do not bring alcohol to school. <laughs> that is totally inappropriate and not definitely don't I look in, the, in his in his left bottom drawer. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what locking filing cabinets are for. <laughs> And you know the principal's like, yeah, I got a bottle of that too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you have a better one, maybe we should talk. Right. Like, <laughs> Sorry, we derailed your your Sorry. once again. Uh, this is something that, as a GM and player, I have struggled with in D and D, and also GURPS, the idea of a chase. In a superhero game, in a spy game, in a fantasy setting, I have done many scenes where the players need to chase down a bad guy, but it is rare that I feel like it went off very successfully. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Think of the opening scene of Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the parkour thing, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. he's, yeah he's like going the, across the roof. And the yep. roofs of Istanbul. Like motorcycle. Something. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's right here. Right. Yep. Uh, James Bond on a motorcycle riding across <laughs> the roofs of a shantytown. Uh, the basketball chase scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just, basket, Just basketball. basketball chase. The no, basket it like, chase. It wasn't like Indy and the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh movie. come on. <laughs> <laughs> movie. That's not... Somebody needs to make that. Dun, 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 dun. Do that. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, man. Uh, The foot chase scene in Born Ultimatum. I don't remember that. The car chases in Bullet in Live and Die in L.A. Live and Die. How are you going to list car chases and not bring up Ronin, MCRJ? Oh, snap. Man, the oh, yeah. Ronan car chase. Come on. Because he skipped right over Ronan and went, went to the Road Warrior. Road Warrior. The yeah. Italian no, no, job. Listen, Bullet is a quality car chase movie. It too. is, yeah. but like Ronan. You gotta say Terminator and not Ronan. And the and the original Italian job, I'm not, not the not the remake. Well, I mean, the remake had good car chase scenes. Yeah, but <laughs> the original had those little little fiats like jumping rooftops and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. And even and even the Terminator, I could go on for days. Clearly. Uh, for an epic chase, I think it requires the ability to be quick, maintain pace, and manage to maintain a level of tension. Sometimes the mechanics can get in the way. Or a lucky roll. Um, the one time I think I came close was in a futuristic spy game in a crowded subway. The players could not attack their prey, and there was plenty of sweat, sweaty die rolling. Ew. Mm. Uh, as we <laughs> played <laughs> moist dice, as we played sponge dice, that's not helping. No. Yeah, stop using sponges as dice. <laughs> stop, stop using the adjective moist. Right. Um, does it bother you? Moist. Yeah. It's been banned from most uh, newscasters. They uh, can't say the word. That, moist. that word doesn't bother me. It's got double meanings. Mm. I it's find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, come over here, and I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and we're off. <sighs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, sometimes get in the way. Uh, what's Sweaty die roll. Sweaty die roll. Sweaty die rolling. Uh, as we played mind games about getting on or off the subway cars, like a chase <laughs> in the French Connection. Uh, French Connection. Thoughts about chases? I leave it to you, Mr. CJ or MRCJ or Merc. J- Here's an obligatory PS. Period. Mm. Uh, one of my favorite chase scenes for movies is probably the very. And I always miss it. Is the opening sequence of Matrix when Trinity is oh, running yeah, on the rooftop? Good, oh yeah, yeah. and it, it's, it, it sums up everything he's saying. She's running on that rooftop. The agents are after her. She's she clearly knows is a badass and knows what she's doing. But the agents, it sets it up because he, now you know why the agents are such you know so something to be feared and why everyone runs from them. and why yeah. everyone runs from them, even Trinity. And she's yeah. running, and, they, and at one point she's found a chimney, and they're coming around, and, they, and then there's there's that slow mo run. She jumps through the window, and they count. It, it's a, it's a classic great chase of somebody who's obviously being pursued and, and running from people that are over. Mm. She's outclassed, yeah, mm-hmm. and she knows it. Right. Uh, how you translate that into an RPG is tricky because people make lucky rolls, mm-hmm. uh, mechanics get in the way. Uh, actually, you can't jump through that window without uh, you know uh, yeah. without falling damage. Uh, 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 and and simply people don't get the. A lot of players don't want to run. They don't get the fact that that's the <laughs> hardest a, part. That's the hardest part. And this is this is actually a legitimate, cool scene. Is running away so that you can go and warn your fellows and come back, mm-hmm. and regroup. People don't run very often. Yeah. yeah, convincing any group of PCs that flight is the best choice mm-hmm. is difficult. Yeah, I will but, say though, but, one of the things I came across that I found really helpful, and don't flame me, chat room, but um, fourth edition D anD D had this great mechanic called a skill challenge, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. I had kind of used haphazardly before I knew what it was. And then to see it codified in the book, I was like, oh, this is a really good idea. And it's the one, you know, if there's one good thing that came out of it, it's that. And then uh, Tales from the Loop had something similar this week when we were trying to get away from Horrible Peter. Yeah. Um, Like, it's this thing where, um, like, in the, the spirit of a skill challenge, it's... (laughs) <laughs> you basically understand, like, you're going to get away, or you're going to catch this guy, right? Like, we're, I mean, I don't want to throw all the characters in jail. That's boring. And, or maybe that's going to extend the story in a very specific situation, but, like, for the most part, yes. in, if you're watching a movie, like, you're not going to just throw any, everyone in jail and, and turn this into a legal drama, you know? Like, right. it's an action dun, movie. Dun. Uh, yeah. So the, the way the uh, skill challenge works is... Uh, you know, all of us take turns rolling, and we say, "Okay, well, I'm going to roll athletics. I'm going to roll stealth. I'm going to, you know, you, you do the thing that you're good at, ostensibly helping your team do that thing, mm-hmm. uh, and you roll, and you have to get X number of successes before you get Y number of failures. And with that, you have a, a you can build that tension real quickly. If you have to get six successes before three failures, and suddenly you've got five successes and two failures, and the so whole table's hanging on the dice. Right. <gasps> right. But yeah. it's important not it's to cool. turn that into, if you get the three failures, that doesn't mean you get caught by the cops. It means you barely escaped and you took all, you know, take a bunch of damage and, you know, or you lost some equipment or, you know, you got split up and you have to, you know, like, there should be some sort of interesting narrative point. Um, and, or if, if it is that, that outlier case where somebody should get caught and that's interesting too. Um, because the person who's actually an undercover cop uh, is getting arrested, and that's oddly right. specific, though. Well, you know, 
It's it's just there's um you, you know just narratively if you succeed you do really you know you get away and, or you get the thing or you catch the the person you're chasing after and if you fail you you probably catch them but you get hurt in the process or they, or they get away and you get a little clue of how to proceed the story. The thing you don't want is to um, uh, dead end your story. Right? right. Like that's right. that's that's where people get in trouble. It's like oh you lost the guy. What do you want to do now? Oh man, <laughs> like well. Let's just erase yeah. the last three hours of gameplay. And you're also touching on an interesting point, which is a lot of it's in the GM's court, too, because you're making these skill checks, and the GM says, all right, you succeed. Make another one. I think it's a kind of a lost opportunity for the GM to say, all right, so you're hiding behind the chimney, right. and a bullet ricochets off, <clears> and <throat> you can see there's a window. I'm using the Trinity sure, scene, sure. obviously. There's a window, obviously. You could probably make it. It might take another skill challenge. It takes a lot of quick thinking on the GM's part, too, and maybe some more um, familiarity or experience to get comfortable with those skeleton challenges. Sure. But I think that those need to be narrated clearly by the GM as well, rather than just turning it into a mechanical roll-off. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. I, I also liked uh, the Savage Worlds chase mechanic. Absolutely. You, you turn cards oh. for, like, okay, here's all the people involved in the chase. Everybody gets a card, and then I, I'm going to get it wrong, but one of the suits means that some kind of problem befell that person. Mm. So, like, if you get a, a club, it's either club or spade. I don't remember which one. But you, if you get one of those, something weird happened. Something went wrong with your part of the chase. So, like, in the Rift game, we did that, and it was um, Sam playing a dragon is flying through the air, and I she got the wrong thing, and I was like, um... A goose flies up from the trees in front of you because geese are assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah they like, are. And, and goose so, would take on a dragon for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and it was totally like it works out well, and it's it's good, and it's kind of a rules light thing that you're just kind of going through the cards and yeah. allowing people to do that kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know when I when we played GURPS, like if it was a situation where like someone was like running across a roof, like it's a chase on a roof or something like that. People are going to be making dex checks, mm-hmm. right? Every turn you're going to, especially if, you know, it's slope. It depends on the groups, slope. yeah. But yes, everyone's going to be making dex checks to be able to move, right? Sure. And they can move their full turn, but someone's going to eventually miss. So your your chase is going to get resolved one way or another. It's not going to because a lot of times, I mean, in if you don't have some sort of complicating factor, it's just usually math. Mm-hmm. It's my move is six. This person's move is seven. They're going to catch me. It's going to take eight turns. Well, yeah. yeah. But I think that's what the writer, what Mr. CJ wants to get away from, yeah. is that like mechanical grind, right. which is awful. It and is. In that situation where everybody's on a slippery roof for some reason, I would suggest like the fighter is like, actually, I'm going to slide down and try to go around, and I'm going to use tactics. I'm going to roll my tactics things to try to... Cut off where I think he's going to come mm-hmm. out because I know I can't go running across the roof. And the and the wizard's like, okay, well I'm going to cast like a spy eye or whatever. You know, I don't right. know what game you're in, but like or shingles to slime. Yeah, right. yeah. shingles <laughs> to slime. <laughs> I Super <see>. specific <laughs> magic there, system. There is a mechanical inevitability, especially with GURPS, but I'm I'm not sure if that's kind of what you want to do. I, at some point, is it like isn't the heroic escape or the heroic rooftop chase? Just cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and do you sure. not want to? And I mean, I, I get it. There's there is always a possibility of sliding off the thing, and then the the, the chase changes. You know, and right? I, and, right. and I have to say, as far as for player investment in in hating the bad guys, 
nothing does it better than them finding the bad guys, getting ready to go after them, and them getting away fair and square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mechanics usually be... Right. As long as it doesn't, like you said, right. stop yeah. stop the story. Right. they got to leave behind some kind of clue, or right. you know, there, there's some kind of lead to follow up on, but then... Or at you least you you recognize him and you know where the guy lives, right, or you can right. look. look that works both ways. I yeah. mean, Trinity can easily jump through that window and and escape the agents mm-hmm. through some lucky rolls mm-hmm. and yeah, a good dex check. Yeah. Right. But I also think sometimes maybe it's okay to just have Trinity do a dex check or not because it might actually serve the story better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, chases are tricky things. For, I, Getting invested in them and allowing your players to know because basically you're you're basically encouraging them to run away and fail, mm-hmm. right? And they have to trust you that they're not going to get punished for this. It's yeah. like when Trinity comes back and they're like, "You suck! You're out of the club. <laughs> <laughs> go back to go back to what was it? Uh, Elisa, uh, uh, Jerusalem, uh, Zion? whatever. Zion. Zion. Yeah, go yeah, back yeah. to Zion, oh, and we'll never talk to you again because you ran away. I mean, that's what I think most players are afraid of. Yeah, uh, most of them will always dig in their heels and fight. It's there, it's a complicated dance, yeah. a good chase sequence. Um, I think this is also... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I was also going to say, sometimes humor helps, too, because yeah. it, it, it alleviates it. It's like, so you have a chase sequence, and they actually go through, like, a you know, people are carrying a play class window across, and they, they go through <laughs> it. Oh, sure. Suddenly, they're, they're like, okay, so okay, so this can be fun. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it's a way to make your players feel okay about the fact that they are running for their lives and need to regroup. Because that's usually what happens yeah. right. in a chase. Go ahead. Uh, I, I think it's also an okay moment for the GM to like pull back the curtain a little bit and say, "These guys are super badass. You are not ready to fight them, and yeah. you should run." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and then say, "This is a skill challenge. You need six successes before three failures. Here's the target number. What skill do you want to roll to try to hit it?" You know, and that's and and just be totally upfront about what you're doing, and then you'll go right back into the drama. Like it sounds like it's just gonna totally be a cold shower on this exciting moment, but it doesn't. It actually like everyone's engaged. They're like, oh man, the the stress of like, okay, we got to get six before three fails, and there's only four of us. Like, oh my god, okay, let's right. let's get in it. And suddenly, even if you've got the one guy at the table who just like just wants to roll dice and doesn't really care about right. this, like that's. It actually hits a a broad player set of like people who want to narrate their like jumping over apple boxes and tumble through the thing and mm-hmm. and okay well roll your die and the other guy's like uh, roll athletics boom okay <laughs> you right. know and it, but it keeps everything moving and you don't have to st- like make him describe something or you don't have to you know relegate somebody to a, a boring thing they don't want to do like I don't know you're the driver yeah, yeah while everybody else is running on the rooftops you have to go catch them yeah. right right it. It's a delicate balance. I, I I admire a good chase scene in any movie because we've seen so many of them mm-hmm. and we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of them just be boring. And so, how do you translate to your RPG, right? How do you because that that's really you know, that's the ideal. How do you make that happen? And, and again, it can be double edged sword. Maybe you yeah. want to do the chase scene from Bullet. Maybe you maybe you put everybody on the rails to get that chase scene from Bullet in your cars. Is that right? Is that is that a good way to go about it? I'm not sure. It maybe depends on the system, but yeah. I I think that we all want to do that. We all see that. Why can't we do that? It's a, it's a legitimate problem. Tyler Tyler's in the chat room. Mm-hmm. He, he said, "I think I think I'd turn it around. Let the players narrate the chase. Mm-hmm. Anything they do to keep moving auto succeeds, but they need to narrate what they do to try to stop the pursuers. 
then have the GM roll for the for the pursuers to avoid whatever the players throw at them. That's a great that's, idea. It's, it's not a bad really idea, smart. but it does take the narrative tension off of the players. That's, yeah, which which is a balance, right? Like it's a, it's a totally legitimate way to do that. But I've definitely had those great sweaty moments of like. Being down to five successes and two fails, or, or whatever Switch. the format is, like yeah, and everybody's <laughs> nervously yeah. rolling dice. Yeah, and they you roll, know, you roll at this turn. Yeah, right? yeah, it gets down to the last person. And that person's like, no, 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 my roll's not that good enough. I'm going to pass. You, you roll it for me, and, and you know, right. like, or I'm going to roll help, and then you get it. You know, and like, you know, it actually has engendered uh, um, like actual assisting each other, like players <laughs> helping each other. Wow. Like, what? What? I know, I know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those are. Those are both good ways to do it. I, there is no hard and fast rule. Sometimes it depends on the on the type of game you're running. You know, if it's sort of a gritty street game and you want to play bullet and you've got cars. Uh, if you're a, a cyberpunk game and you're running through uh, rainy alleys in a, mm. in a subterranean cyberpunk world, those, that's a different kind of chase. Uh, rooftops um, uh, in, in your medieval game or even horseback, you know, chasing through the forest. It, there's a lot of different rules and a lot of different flavors, a lot of different... Uh, things you can do, and I, I think that it, it, it's the the goalposts move. There aren't any exact mm-hmm. rules for a good chase sequence. Yeah. Um, the the thing I really like from his email is the a chase where they're not able to just start taking pot shots because there's a bunch of innocents. Uh huh. Like yeah. that's that's awesome. Like yeah. Anytime you can make players not be murder hobos is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> if you can come up with a way that, that they just don't like. Yeah. Oh well, it's a chase thing, well, chasing through the the court of the sultan, or whatever. Like you that's can't just be running through there with swords open and slicing people <laughs> out of your way. Like that's just not a thing. Well, not you with know. that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> He's killed the bridesmaids. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, everybody. Sorry for the wedding. Sorry to ruin the wedding party. Uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, Jen Human just resubscribed. Thank you. Hey, Thank you. And Thanks. it's also his birthday today. So happy birthday! Can oh, you guys say? Happy birthday! You guys say? That I can think it. Wants me to. It, it was actually my mom's birthday this day as well. So, genuine, it's a Groundhog's Day is a good birthday. Nobody will ever forget it. And you get to keep having it over and over, over again, over and over <laughs> Only again. Only for Bill Murray. Well, if you're Bill Murray, you're awesome. So, well, I, okay. I, I guess somewhere there's a TV channel that's just playing Groundhog's Day all day right now <laughs> in the UK. Yeah, it's yeah. so awesome. That's, that's or, or is so meta. <laughs> or is it the same time? Oh. It's one playthrough. It's so meta. I saw the the, like the TV guide listing for it, and everyone says Groundhog Day. See eight p.m. for description. (laughs) Groundhog Day. See eight p.m. for description. (laughs) And then at eight p.m., it actually gives the little blurb about the movie. And then the rest of the day is just see eight. That's genius. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Thank you you very much. Are we singing? We want to sing. We sing. Fine. Mm, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear gentlemen. I forgot. Happy birthday to you. I was harmonizing. That's why. Yeah, I know. I know. But I was following you. Melody, then it would have been fine. I was following you, and then I was like, "Yeah, what do you want? I don't get paid to sing like some people." We're getting paid. A little bit. Oh. Yeah. Any well, no amount buy- is more than I get paid. <laughs> no one buys CDs anymore. I was, Why are we uh, still printing CDs? I was harmonizing <laughs> with the, the uh, uh, what is it, Th- Tuvian throat singer. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's where I was going. So, you know, if you guys weren't with me, that's not my fault. 
I'm really more <laughs> of a didgeridoo than a yeah. two. I bought a I bought a CD of that stuff. Oh yeah, are you happy Creepy with your purchase? Weird, huh? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, a good on, it's a good conversation starter. Yeah, but you can't you can't really listen to much of it. Yeah, no, because it like it's my, like twelve tracks well, yeah. of the I'm, same. I'm, I listened to it and it sounded like my wife yelling at me, <laughs> but slowed down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are RPG dice illegal in California? No, oh, Gottfried. Oh, well, well, you wanna I'll, I'll read this one because I did some research on the topic after I saw this email. So, <clears throat> uh, well. Unless somebody with a German accent would must go. You must use the Dr. Stalin's love. Yeah, I can't do it. So all I'm right, not an go ahead. Ah, no, it's all right. It's you do it. Do it. Just do it. You do the I'm reading. I'm so wild with the accent if you read this one on the show. Viget. <laughs> Just found this link on Reddit. As they are douchebags are the only California gamers I know, I thought I'd bring this to your attention. Well, I know more, but I have been... Uh, Listening to you since season one, I heard enough embarrassing details to blackmail half a dozen normal people. <laughs> we are immune. <laughs> For some reason, neither my wife nor my son understood so so great about listening to some guys drink beer while going on tangents about role-playing games, but I find it very meditative. <laughs> anyway, according to this link, it oh, is illegal oh. to possess any dice more than six faces in California. Was I listening to some sort of criminal broadcast for listening to you guys? Do the police often bust D&D sessions? <laughs> is D&D a stutter dog? And later on, I'm getting French all of a sudden. Yeah, you <laughs> go back to It's It's hard to understand you now. You better go back to me. We, we need all right. subtitles. <laughs> Stork does a really good European Union, Union accent. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Was I listening to some sort of criminal broadcast while listening to you guys? Does the police often bust in on D&D sessions? Is D&D the starter drug? And later on, you get to harder stuff like GURPS or Savage Worlds or World of Darkness? I guess an analogy traveler analogy traveler in, in would be analogy, something yeah. like, yeah, like peyote, while powered Ooh. by the apocalypse would be akin to bath salts. Oh, now. <laughs> Damn. And I'm finally running in to only totally make stupid jokes about I, laws and drugs and I rules. I feel attacked. <laughs> Well, yeah, I have to say, damn, now I'm writing in to only make stupid dr- jokes about laws, drugs, and rules. Y- you are German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. <laughs> anyway. Cheers. Love the show. Gottfried. Say, say Gottfried, which means free God, by the way. God is free. Mm. God. God. Free. Free. What was he in free. prison? Yeah. I, like well, God you out. know. He is German. He went on a walk about to find himself, got in a little bit of trouble. But now he's out. Everything's fine. It happens. Okay. Well... Just completely by accident, I'm drinking something from your home oh, country. Oh, yeah. Me too. Whole Garden. Whole Garden! What do they grow there? Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Jeez, that took a long time to get to. Listen, I was trying to come up with something better. They don't hang the on nails on the garage, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I lose. <laughs> Huge manatee. Oh, um, Huge so, manatee. So I did look this up. Uh, and it is actually a California statute that possessing dice with more than six faces is against the law in the state of California. Well, I only own them. I don't possess them. So. <laughs> and none of my guys have faces. They just have pips. Yeah. But the interesting part is it's all about gambling, yeah. right? But the way the law was written, it does not preclude any other use of the dice. It's not like Stu earlier mentioned. I wonder if it has to do with... If you're using those dice and there's money on the table, right. then does that become... No, it's just if you own dice with more than six sides, 
Straight against the, the law. Six-sided dice are the ones you gamble with. Right. 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 Like, how many times have you gone D12s? to play craps with d20s? Yeah, yeah like, like. Yeah. I mean, I would play. That It'd be interesting. Awesome. It yeah. really messes up the math. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is very interesting. It just becomes roulette at that point. <laughs> right. But because of looking up laws about dice and stuff, I fell into the rabbit hole of prison role players. Oh dear. Okay, awesome. And it's a big. Oh, wait, thing. you're talking about like the tied yeah. up thing with the "I've been a bad boy." I, I'd like no, to say, I've <laughs> never been to that website. That's dungeon role play. Mm. <laughs> Dungeons and dungeons, right? <laughs> As it were. It's dungeons and good times. That's what that's called. Dungeons and happy end. <laughs> <laughs> dungeons and done again. Dungeons and dragoons. There you go. Ooh. There's a, there's a joke in here somewhere. Yeah, we're, 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 we're taking for it. it. We'll just keep beating that horse. Um, uh, so as a non sequitur, I've been instructed to say boogers. No, oh, all right. Are you what? Too much chat room. I did not. I received oh. a direct message oh, about this topic from Tyler. Lord. No, no, from a secret source <laughs> that has my actual that? phone number. If I get paid to say it, I'll say it all the time. Yeah. Listen, by the end of this cast, I will say "boogers" fifty times. If oh give me God, that's a the only word coming out of his mouth. Uh, it's like the oh, Smurfs. Just the beer is pronounced "Hugh Hugh Garden." Whatever. It says saying. ho on there. We don't have the umlaut. There's no umlaut on it. I don't know if you can I see it. I'll tell you no what. Umlaut. That's H-O-E. That spells ho. I don't know how <laughs> you <laughs> spell it, but I'll tell you what. And two A's together give you the lend to the southern accent of but, but garden. It's ho. Or maybe it's like ho a garden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a, a Massachusetts thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A very flat A. Go get the ho in the garden. Right. Yeah. Oh, Pack boy. the car in the garage. <laughs> Uh, but um, because of this, uh, like in prison, there are a lot of people that do play RPGs, mm-hmm. mainly D and D, but apparently also Pathfinder is popular because because you're in prison. <coughs> well, yeah. no, and, and because things, you know, yeah. My, my understanding is prison. my understanding is they have a lot of downtime. R- but some even Pathfinder is better than prison. Some <laughs> is it? Wow, even organized some, play, right? <laughs> some <laughs> states. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Some states uh, have made it against prison rules to have RPGs. Uh, other states accept RPGs. Other states have made it illegal to have RPG paraphernalia, <laughs> like dice. So there's a whole culture of prison-made dice and spinning mechanics. That, like, spinning? Yeah, yeah. Like, like spinners. So a, guy, like a, a guy designed oh, a, a circle yeah, that has... Basically, each of the die types. For so some a four reason, I just sider, saw a bunch of people in, and then in, a the, six. in the workout yard just. Wee! <laughs> right. All right. All right. I'm with you. But, like, this dude designed a piece of paper and he draws a circle with four quadrants. Yeah. And then. I've seen a picture of that. I didn't realize what it was for. Yeah. I was like, that seems like a really awkward way to roll dice. But right. if you're in prison, then. And yeah. 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 So yeah. they spin paper clips on it to try and see what ah. happens. Okay. Other dude I read about, he takes toilet paper and gets it damp. And then shoves it into the corner of the window frame in his. I'm really glad you said window. Frame. Me too. I was. I, I thought this was going to go bad. Yeah. In the corner of the window frame to make a D6. Oh, so like he yeah, smashes okay. it in there, yeah. and then as it dries, it becomes a little cube. Yeah. Yep. That he can then roll. And then just write on it because it's paper. Right. Oh, yeah. And no one's going to try to smuggle a D4 in. Right. Yeah. Right. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Right. That's just not it's not a thing. Also, Caltrops. So. <laughs> 
They're, they're worse than Legos. But yeah, yeah I, I became fascinated. But and some places they play Pathfinder because the guards know what D and D is, and they know that it's against the rules. But they don't realize Pathfinder is also an RPG. It's just D and D three point seven. Uh, but Oops, like, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but uh, a lot of prison guards watch our show. Yeah, <laughs> very popular in the prison guard community. Yeah, we gave it away. Sorry. Look, just let your prisoners play D and D, guys. I mean, like it's way better than drugs and murder. Yeah. Right? Um, maybe a hundred times better? <laughs> you only pretend to murder people and be on drugs well, in D&D. The thing, the thing that also cracked me up about it was the, the interview with this one guy who runs games for a table of dudes. He said, it's really interesting that in the rec room, all of the big gangs have a table, and then we have a D&D table. <laughs> so there's like the Aryan Brotherhood right. and all these other right. gangs. They all have their space, and but... They're like, all right, cool, man. You guys are doing your thing. Keep it yourself. All, all right. right. Yeah. Uh, but he also has said that there's only one type of scenario that he'll never run, and that is a prison break, a, a getting arrested or put in jail or a cell or yeah, prison. Skip it. That's skip just it. not a thing. We don't need to play pretend for Re- that. So well, and he said that it's really not. It's really awkward to try and prep uh, like a map um, for a prison break. Oh, like yeah, <laughs> it gets yeah. it gets to be a problem. Right. So. Yeah. You get rousted in the cell, and they're like, "What is this?" <laughs> yeah, I found it found it fascinating. Oh boy! So yeah, apparently we're outlaws. Yeah, it, so I, I'm, there's, I'm sure there's I'm hundreds, gonna, hundreds yeah. of laws. I'm going to start a program to just like send polyhedroblasts to prisons. Yeah, because apparently there's you know. Well, then most most I think a lot of places. This it's came up a long time ago, yeah. and very few prisons allow the possession of dice because they get used in gambling. Sure. Yeah. Which is why they end up using spinners. Why you couldn't use a spinner for gambling? I don't know. Yeah, or, I mean, what's or, the difference? What are you going to do or with a 20 sided? They're going to just throw them at you. No, although the spinner will, is easy to hide and will roll silently. That's true. So yeah. You seem to know a lot about this. I just thought it through right now. <laughs> I'm a story and I'm sticking I'm, to I'm it. I'm a devious person at heart, and uh, the advantages become immediately clear to me. <laughs> Well played. <laughs> All right. Uh, help from Isaac and Tejas. Um, I can I can read this. Go. I, I can read English. So. Wow. Well, it's Texas. Oh, right. Greetings, douchebags. <laughs> Isaac from Texas here with a bit of a conundrum. Last time I wrote in, I was asking for help in my L5R-inspired D&D game that I'm running. Well, I'll be back for seconds like a starving college student at an all-you-can-eat buffet because Yee-ha! holy crap, did things go sideways. <laughs> Let me first preface with the following. We, two players, and me, the DM, have been playing every other week for about three months now. I switch off running a campaign with with another DM, so everyone gets to play every other week. That's awesome. Other DM is running a 5e module, and I'm running an original adventure. Nice. The party consists of a couple cops, one fighter, and one mage. And the two of them have been CSIing their way across the land. All right, that needs to be a verb, by the way. Yep. CSIing, that really is awesome. I and kudos so to our actual and now it group CSIing. So are, are the players actually... Yeah, so police? these two cops, one is a, playing a fighter and one is playing a mage. Right. That's yeah. So every time you like try to come up with a whodunit, it's like, yeah, you guys figured it out again. Yeah, good job. <laughs> no, that's awesome, though. <laughs> I, I, I give kudos to the fact that there's an actual group that instead of just like, ah, we kill them and move on. Yeah. Right. Or like, you know, so... Solving crime. And they're, and they're doing the... And that is why... Hey, we... No, you got to take the glasses right. off. That's how you that do it. That is why. Yeah. 
I'm uh, uh, sir, is is that your sword? <laughs> oh, it's your cousin's sword. Right. I see. Um, I see. <laughs> uh, it's the same initials as me. That's why that's on there. Um, <laughs> I'd be fascinated to watch like a Law and Order game. It actually has like the, oh, the cop part well. of like tracking down and arresting a guy, but then it has the courtroom drama part. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> of like people having to do like perform checks. You this know what though? Give their opening You'd statement. say that, and yet every time Perry Mason comes on, riveted. Oh, that's not my kind of show. Um, <laughs> uh, well, anyway, they're headed for a monk's temple on top of a mountain because story reasons. Well, last week, the best reasons. I received the most horrifying of news. The sort of thing that any DM hates to hear after building up story, character hooks, and building an entire story arc off of pre-existing characters that players done told me that hated the characters they were playing and wanted to do something different. Okay, oh. hold, 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 hold on, hold on. You have the best group ever. Yeah. They're actually talking to you and, and, and they're telling you this stuff. How many times are you just like, I don't know why my players all committed mass suicide. I thought the game was great. Yeah. But but no, they're actually saying to you ahead of time, uh, none of us are liking this. Yeah. Can we can we do something different? And, That's cool. And, and and I gotta say too, like lots of times, new players or players who are new to a system, they roll up a character like, sure, I'll I'll figure it mm-hmm. out and play, mm-hmm. and they play through and they're like, oh man, I'm really not loving this class. Oh, wow. And, and it's the like the character. first class they read, they've yeah. been looking through the book, they see this mm-hmm. other class, like, oh look at this, this class is. Oh, I want to play one of these. Right. Um, Once they rock the system, they're like, uh, right. can, "Can I? Can I?" I would say, I, my order? "I would say, read the entire character creation se- section first, and then if that's the one you want to play, then you go ahead and make it. But you, what you don't want is them to make a new character, and then two well, weeks later, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, look, yeah. there's there's rogues.' Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you get to this point yeah. where they're kind of they're burned out on their character and, the, and they want to try something new, they have something in mind, then yeah, you sit down and you go, okay, so here are all the options." Here's kind of the tropes this plays into. Um, it, it does kind of read like a coup, though. It's like yeah. they, they all sat down one day and went, "We have something well, we'd well, like, like to discuss." Well, like all three with of them. I mean, right. it's a small group. Thank we have God. something we'd like to discuss yeah. with you. But but I mean, I'll tell you, I I've had um, lots of new, <coughs> new players come to a group and say, "Look, don't stress out. Roll up a character. If there's something you don't like, if you want to swap feats around, if you want to change something two sessions in, great. Right. Six sessions in, maybe let's not. Or you know, but." But like, yeah, change up some stuff, you know. And I know it's a bummer you got all these like character hooks set up, but like they could probably morph a little bit, you know. Or, or well, anyway, better uh, have a table full of people that are having a good time. Yes, yes, <coughs> that. Yes. Uh, one long trip to the soda fountain to regain my thoughts. Later, I came back and pulled out of my ass what could have been the best or craziest idea I'd ever had. The group was heading into a cave in a mountain that, unknown to them held bad dimension-altering stuff in it. I told them that after a part in the next sessions, I would allow them to totally rebuild the characters in a way they found more fun for them. Which is two thumbs up. I mean, that's exactly the way to go. And kudos to you for coming up with this idea and having like a smooth way to work it in. Totally. That's exactly what I was going to say. Not only... So your characters voice their... character, Your players voice their complaints. You actually, instead of just table flipping and storming out, said, okay... And came up with an elegant solution. Yeah, Jason summed it up. I don't know why I'm talking about it anymore. Carry on. Because we're both right, and it feels good. <laughs> it does. <laughs> the other night we ran the session, they fell into the new characters with ease and seemed to be enjoying the game a lot more. I ended the session with the team reaching to the top of the mountain, fighting a three-story tall stone giant with a warglaive. Now, were they fighting a giant with a warglaive, or were they fighting the giant, giant war with a warglaive? Yeah. Right. 
uh, and being allowed into the temple. Happy Jacks, <laughs> did I fuck up? Fuck no. No. <laughs> you did it exactly right. I think so. Should I have just called it there, let the word world die, and go about making another? No! Nope. Should I have stuck mm-hmm. that to characters they already... No. No. And how the hell am I supposed to come up with new motivation for new characters? That's their job, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it sounds like you have a bunch of motivated players that really want to do stuff. They're going to give you all kinds of nuggets that you can just hold on to. Don't, don't worry about that. And Tyler suggested... What, they change their class. Can they keep their backstory? Or can they just modify their backstory? Sure. Or well, yeah, that's always an option. That's actually true because they go through and they change their whole power set, but their backstories are probably the same. They're mm-hmm. not. They're not different and people. They're just. I was born a baby fighter instead of that. I was born a baby mage. Right. Yeah. Or whatever. And even if they did change their backstories and stuff, you still got all that prep and stuff into their backstory and hooks and stuff. You said they went into a cave with weird dimension altering stuff. Use all that stuff still in a way that they don't expect. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like throw it back. Like, oh, well, remember how your old character hated snakes? Yeah. Well, guess what? You know, I you know, I don't, I don't well, have a good flesh. Yeah, don't be a dick about it. But, but yeah, it works both ways, right? Yeah. But and like, you can totally still use those things, even if you come back as a surprise to that character. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they just remade their character or if they tried to make a whole new character. But use all that backstory stuff still. Like, throw it back into the story in mm-hmm. a cool way, and you still got... Yeah, like, I, I don't there. know if this applies to what happened in your situation, but I, I literally... I had something similar to this, where we were playing some kind of superhero thing, and somebody had made, a, a like, kind of a bruiser character. They were coming into a group that already existed, and I said, well, we kind of have a bruiser, and they're like, well, I got this idea for a character, so I want to roll with it. I was like, okay, cool. Couple sessions in, they're like, "Oh yeah, we got too many bruisers." I, but I have this idea for this like flying laser beams guy, <coughs> right? Like, freaking laser yeah. beams! Awesome, shoots lasers out of his eyes. That's cool. And we just we came to the next game. And we're like, "Hey everybody, remember how so and so flies and shoots lasers out of their eyes?" And everyone was like, "Yeah, that's really cool." And like, there we go. Roll forward. Sure. Retcon. That's that's what happened. And same backstory. It, it worked in this case to have the same backstory and just right. say, instead of getting super strong, he got lasers out of his eyes and, it, you know. The, the converse of this is, if you as a GM, you need that structure, if that's what you, if that's what it takes for you to world build, um, consider the butterfly effect, which is they've all changed. You can modify your story to fit all of this easily and you can excuse it with the butterfly effect, which is you know the, what is it? The butterfly uh, and the yeah, and the baby strangles itself right, with his yeah, mother's umbilical cord. Right? Yeah, yeah. Go <laughs> yeah look spoilers. It up, sorry. Okay, so there's there's a point on here that's that's <laughs> wow. worth noting. Okay, that <laughs> that movie? No. Um, is um, I've I've had months to work uh, months before to work on what mattered to the old characters, but now I'm at a loss. A lot of what I have planned won't work because of new backstory, personality, mm. and a whole list mm. of other things. Oh, he's already done that. Now, oh. I mean, first of all, kudos for. Shaping the story around your characters—that yes. is, yep. your your player characters. I mean, like that—that that is the point. Like, you don't your your players don't mm-hmm. want to play in a world where you have this kick-ass, awesome NPC, and you're just telling a story about that NPC, and they get to go along for the ride. You're doing it right. You just also have to accommodate this thing that your players needed to do. And like, I, I wonder if the players changed their personalities and backstory because they didn't want to be burdened with the GM's plot. I was kind of wondering about that myself. Huh. <laughs> that never occurred to me. Yeah, <laughs> there are people who are like kind of poopy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he's like digging into our backstory. I just 
Well, that's our well, I, I that was just so I who get knows? points. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. let's assume not. Let's yeah. assume not. Yes. Yeah. Because I would also think, like, I don't know. I I love it when a DM digs into my backstory and was like, "Oh my god, you actually know what I, that four pages that I wrote?" Like, right? Geez. You actually read it? Yeah. Um, you care? No, it's just a complete coincidence. I did not read your four page backstory. <laughs> Uh, Lokio said, "Prep is still prep, even if it's not personal anymore." Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you came up with a storyline and it's a cool storyline, maybe you can just kind of tweak, yeah, tweak it so I, that it becomes personal again, or maybe it's like you know, always reuse it, always repurpose. You can always find a way to make yeah. it work, yeah. or have it like Mount Everest. They climbed, they climbed up to the top of this mountain, and now on the way down, and they find this. Desiccated corpse of their previous character. Oh, that'd be cool. With yeah. like the little journal that was all the stuff that they'd been researching. <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're just dead on a mountain somewhere, oh, and I now they're that. like, "Why? What? What? What is this about?" I love that. Um, so, is it better to let the old die in flames and simply start over? Have you ever had something like this happen before? How did no. you handle it? Uh, Ask for answered. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> P.S. I thought about letting them roll new characters all together, but the amount of in-game stuff that the players knew was too great at that point, and I would have had to write a totally new story, and that seemed an even bigger mountain to climb. Hence why I didn't offer that as an option originally. PPS, drink. Oh, aye, I think, aye. I think it's an elegant solution. What you basically come up with is a uh, a reboot of your game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's okay for you <clears throat> to to use the stuff that you have. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like a Matrix thing, you know. It, uh, things can change, or not Matrix. What's the other one? Uh, dark Dark World, Dark Dark, dark City, uh, Dark City, where uh, things shut it down, shut it all down forever. Right, and, but but it's really still the same. You know, the names change, the blocks change, the buildings change, but mm. the overall story is still kind of the same. I, I, use that as kind of an impetus, which is so you guys may have changed. <coughs> And but the villains retain the name. The, the song retains the name. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> deep cuts. Okay. Right? Deep cuts? Right? Deep Little Led Zeppelin reference? Yeah. Right. But speaking of deep cuts, I got Scary Monsters. The cartoon? No. David Bowie. Oh, David Bowie. Oh. What a great album. Trippy. Trippy stuff. Yeah, it's trippy. I don't know if I've ever listened to that one straight through. Oh, it's fantastic. I love that album. It's one of my favorites. He's... Love or hate David Bowie, he he was an important guy, and he was always reinventing himself and always pushing boundaries and and, and pushing stuff. I, In a time I when people that. weren't pushing boundaries. Well, he always had Frank Zappa, too, but he was so much more cynical. Yeah. But I, I always... Love or hate David Bowie, and some albums are better than others. You, you need people like that out there mm. that oh, are yeah. always pushing those boundaries and making you go, oh, I hate it. Well, why do you hate it? I hate it for these reasons. And that's just as valid as I love yeah. it. And I love it for these reasons. It makes people think about mm-hmm. stuff and question art. Ashes to ashes, funk to funky. That was his whole uh, Harlequin phase, mm-hmm. right? He's doing this sort of... Yeah. Sort of uh, yeah. It reminded me of the cover of the... Um, Le Chute by Albert Camus. Well, I was always in this very oh. Cirque It's very Cirque du Soleil. I, I had to read that in college. Um, what class was that in? I don't remember what class it was in. Clown college. How to read pretentious mm. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it had a cover, and I'm like, that yeah. cover looks a lot like the, the, the Ashes to Ashes video. That's fucking Camus. <laughs> It's good for me because I was biting on Bowie. I was a literature major, so that <laughs> actually knowing Bowie, he probably read real. it. <laughs> Did you ever read Sartre? Yeah, I read Sartre. I read I read one thing by Sartre. 
because I had a, I had a journalism as literature class, and the professor said, "I'm going to have you guys read uh, the obituary for Albert Camus, and it was written by Jean-Paul Sartre. So if you ever go to a, a uh, cocktail party and someone asks if you've read Sartre, you say, of course I've read Sartre.'" <laughs> I used to just quote the Monty Python skit. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much there for the email and uh, from Isaac from Texas. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, you, I think you, you're on the right track, man. You made yeah. the best yeah, of did, an yeah. situation and yep. nailed yep. it. Listen, I like your players, too. I think that yeah. they all like got together and said, we, okay, yeah. we reevaluated our situation. And, and yeah, take cool. appreciation in that. Yeah. Totally cool. Yeah, the fact that they're willing to actually talk about it and not just sit there and, and be pissed off. and, and or, or just, like, avoid the game. Oh, yeah. I got something. I got to oh, stay yeah. home and oh, floss the cat. Sorry. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, you're like... Is something wrong with my game? And now you have to question. You they actually came out and they came up with a solution. It's awesome. Well, obviously they're having fun. Yes, clearly. Yeah, they just weren't having fun with those characters because yeah. they want to keep playing. If they didn't want to keep playing, they would have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they tried to fix it, which is awesome. They did. Gaming horror story from Allervant. <coughs> not? Oh, go go. Hey, Jackers, <coughs> Slackers, and Patreon backers. Oh, nice. oh that's a song. Yeah. 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 I have a gamer horror story from VernCon 2017. It's a Chicagoland gaming con, so, like, people bust in with violin cases. It's just a shitting four-sided dice out of it. Oh, that's worse than bullets. They sting. And imagine the size of the cartridge you have to use for a D4. Johnny Dangerously, where they open up the package, he's all... Yeah. I went to VernCon once. <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry. You know your last name's an adverb. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's the last first convention of the year, as it's often run over New Year's Eve. Really? There's a game con that runs over New Year's Eve. That's fantastic. I love that idea. The last first. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, since you're in SoCal, you might not be aware of how cold <laughs> it can get in Chicagoland that time of year. Yeah, we're aware. I love that it's Chicago but, land, like an amusement park. I mean, it basically is. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're aware that there's th- the, snow. the places are cold yes. and places we don't want to live. Right. This description's so, great, though. Yeah. Uh, this goes beyond the should probably wear long pants weather that we consider cold. <laughs> You're right. Here it gets so cold that ice, you know, that stuff that McDonald's puts in <laughs> drinks to save money, can form outside. Outside with its capitals. I love yeah, it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, that's exactly what was happening outside the hotel the first night of the con. The rain was actually freezing on the sidewalk. See, that's the worst weather. Yes. Yeah, right? Freezing rain. Yes. Freezing rain Two is the down. shittiest weather because you still get fucking soaked and you're cold as shit. Yeah. And you're going to... And everything's slippery and horrible. Yeah. And, and, and everything dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's one of the signs of the apocalypse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Freezing uh, rain. Uh, normally, the hotel would fix this by tossing salt around to melt the ice. But tonight, salt was not enough to keep the sidewalk safe for people. Thus, the first part of my horror story. An unfortunate spill right outside the hotel doors. Nothing was broken, but I, my gaming bag, and the new thermos I got from my employer's gift exchange oh, got scuffed and scratched. I like a nice thermos. But it's a good thing you landed on your gaming bag, because you probably could have broken your head open otherwise. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that it, it saved you from uh, um, actual... Hopefully like, you had a lot of soft, like, PBTA stuff in there. It was <laughs> all soft you. cover. How dare no, you. soft cover. How dare you. Right. 
Because how many PBTA <laughs> games have you seen that come in a hardcover? Zero, Zero hardcover games. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> I wasn't making an assumption about the content of said game. They have I, to keep, they have to keep it safe for the PBTA I, I like players to be, so they don't hurt themselves. I like though. to be inappropriately outraged over nothing. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'll be prepared now. Um, <laughs> the only slot of that evening was from 7 to 11 p.m., and I decided to try a new system still in its alpha stage. Uh, there were two other players and the GM. Since I was feeling stiff from the fall and another player was fighting a cold, oh, see, that other player is the devil. They should not it's have Chicagoland, come. though. Yeah. You know, everybody's sick because it's fucking I mean, freezing. Maybe if you put that guy way over on the other side of the table and he's got his own yeah, dice. But and man. Well, yeah, but anyway. see, that's a California thing. You know, people in Chicago are like, yeah, it's just a cold. It's fine. It's not the flu. Go ahead. You're fine. Yeah. We're, we're tough here. Really? Yeah. I've lived in other parts of the country, and I haven't experienced people that are just like, meh, you're sick, but I'll sit next to you. Like, that's not mm. a thing. Anyway. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all of us agreed we'd try to end the game early so we could get some extra rest. There's there. also the fact Perfectly that sensible. you're just a player at the table. You can't actually say, have him leave. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's, that's not going to work out. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not saying that, like, what are you going to do about it if yeah. that happens. But, but that player probably shouldn't have come. But yeah, to be courteous, at least they should have done the the mask. Yeah, kind of a deal. Maybe no. they did. It doesn't say that they yeah. didn't. Social yeah. mores. Now, now that that level of weather, it can't be allergies, right? It's, it's no. definitely no. a cold. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, there could still be mold in the hotel. Yeah, or you, your friend's cat. You know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Allergic to snow. Yeah, well, it happens. My nose um, runs every time it gets cold. Maybe it's true. maybe they're allergic to Axe body spray. <laughs> <laughs> At a game con. Right? I've never smelled Axe Body Spray at a game. I've never. I've never smelled deodorant at a game con. But <laughs> I have Axe Brand I mean, brand I smell deodorant. deodorant. I use Axe Brand deodorant at game cons because it's a game con. you got to use something strong. Sure. But it doesn't smell like body spray. See, I prefer the um, Great Sword body spray. I'm totally opening up like a little booth right now, which is Axe Body Spray. <laughs> with my Axe, I shall slay. Conquer your stank. And, and I with guarantee my you, axe. you put Gimli on the front of that, and people are going to sell out oh, Axe sure. Body Spray. And just, just, just put a, like, a sticky label over like a can of Lysol. Right, which is just Viking. <laughs> Lysol. Like a Viking sticker on Axe Body Spray. Why? It'll go. I think, I would imagine Axe Body Spray probably also burns. So I brought well, that up. If you're cleanly you shaved, if your pits are shaved, I bet that. I like brought yeah. that up specifically because that's why when, I don't shave my pits. When Axe body I don't spray, want to you know that. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so when Axe body spray first came out, the ads were funny. Yeah. So they I was walking down a st- an aisle, and I needed some deodorant materials, and I bought some. And I got home, and I took a shower that night, and I sprayed some on after my shower. And I laid down in bed, and I'm reading for a little while, and then I noticed, like, oh, God, it's super hot. What is going on in here? Like, did our air conditioner break? You what the fuck? allergic reaction? Yes. Jesus. The first allergic reaction I'd ever had in my life to anything. Uh, I stand up, I look at myself in the mirrored closet door in our bedroom. shellfish. And, <laughs> like, my whole upper chest was puffy and red. Oh, holy shit. And I was like, what is going on? Well, wasn't that just because you had done your 300 push-ups before bed? Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at the man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do push-ups with my gut. <laughs> Rounds of shape. He's yeah. in shape. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I lay down flat on the ground, and then I just go... <gasps> It lifts the rest of me up. I thought you were going to tell me you, you used Axe body spray, and the next morning you came out, and there's like there's like a, a shocker a shocker sticker oh, on your no, car geez. or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Like okay. that's a total douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that, that is definitely. <laughs> that's a long way to go. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I but see yeah. those all the time. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I've never not, not seen all the time. sticker. I've I, never I, seen I, it. Usually it's on, on little little uh, tweaked out Hondas. Yeah, hot hatchbacks. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, now look, I like hatchbacks. <laughs> <laughs> hatchbacks. I'm talking about they're dumped to the ground. they got that bing, oh, okay. the little yeah. Subaru <laughs> hatchback here. So okay. that's... <laughs> No, it's like a WRX. Yeah, ideally. Uh-huh. Right, not right now. That was oh. my first Subaru. Ah. It's <laughs> the starter Subaru. All right. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> Back to email. At first, the adventure went fine. We spent less than an hour <coughs> making our characters. Man, in a I got four hour game slot. I gotta tell you, I, I've read this already, and it's like, I'm just. Uh, I, have a dr- I have dread for the end of this paragraph. Okay. Mm. I'm. I'll get through it and find out what the dread's about. I'm excited now. You're foreshadowing. Uh, the game system was simple and straightforward. The stats and skills were intentionally limited and broad in scope to make for faster play. In the adventure, we were trying to stop the resurrection of the Mantis Queen. That seems like a good idea. Stop that, for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, too many paddle boats and you got problems. Yep. <laughs> Carry on, Kadev. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with a with a with a whole uh, Freddie Mercury reference, but that's fine. That works. Oh too. yeah, all right. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't continue, a replacement shall be found. Kadev. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this vision. That's what I know. That's what I was thinking. Was like, oh, the vision of a brain that's on stage. <laughs> Holding up the microphone with a Freddie Mercury face. Exactly. Someone can Photoshop that and put that on I'm the into wall. It. I'm into oh it. I'm not going to look and at that Photoshop. The, the, but the articulated mantis mouth singing. Yeah. yeah. And then someone could go. Someone with an admin could go into Dave's forum account and make that. that <laughs> that that Dude, Freddie Mercury the mantis wouldn't be all right with me. That's oh, completely man. okay. <laughs> <laughs> the myth, the mantis, the legend. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. <clears throat> go ahead. Almost as good as the spoken word. James, well, uh, William Shatner, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh Look it up boy. on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, you don't oh have speaking to. of great YouTube videos, oh, hold yeah. on. Oh, can we do this here? Are you going to do it? Are you going to bring it up? Right. I'll bring it up. All right. That nine naked men oh, just yeah, yeah, walking okay. down the road would cause a, a heap, heap of, of trouble. trouble for all concerned. Called a heap of trouble. It was that's awesome. I won't say with the. We won't talk. We won't talk about about any reenactments Context. of it. I, I'll <laughs> say I wish I could get three and a half minutes of my life back. <laughs> you didn't think it was funny? It was something. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was. And it's a catchy thing. It. it was a thing. Uh, it was. There it, were nine things. It was hard. <laughs> yes, there is I some full frontal point out. <laughs> I was going to say it was hard to find, but it's, it was difficult to find. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't hard. There was a long hard. time. <laughs> uh, they probably was, had to stop shooting if there was anything. It hard. was gone. So, uh, but <laughs> it's, it's back a line, again. Sure. So, so if you, if you, if please, do not do this at work. Or when your wife is around, or, or your school. kids are around, or, or at school. school. In fact, just don't do it. Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, you should watch it. Call the heap of trouble. Yeah, but officially, don't watch it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, YouTube, I guess, has the censored version. What? What, what did you, was on Vimeo? Yeah, yes. yeah. Go to uh, Vimeo. And, yeah, thanks and look, for that, Vimeo. And look up um, a heap of trouble or nine naked men. Either Provide one a service. Yes, it's yeah. it, it actually it won awards <sighs> at like the Canadian Film yeah. Festival and stuff. So I, you know, yeah, I get it, it should win awards. It was, despite how uncomfortable it made it you feel, it was well made. It I was wasn't uncomfortable. I just want three and a half minutes back. 
Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't I watch just, Two and a Half I'm Men and you were fine with that? But I'm very that. precise with my <laughs> tongue. Because <laughs> it's weird, because it's like four minutes long, so there's 30 seconds of it that you really yeah, like. Yeah, I was <laughs> enjoying that. Yeah. He's not going to qualify which ones. I'm not are. going to. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the, the ice cream truck purveyor. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's terrible. the part that, yeah. Where he tries to climb oh, and inside. The, and the, the dad trying to fight his way out of the house right. was yeah, really yeah. funny. Like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, there were. Yeah. I think Stu actually summed it up for me. Because you know, I was like, oh, this is really amusing. And Stu's like, my favorite part is he goes, oh, no. Not, not again. again. <laughs> yes. That's, okay. Yes, actually. That's so meta. Yeah, I laughed out loud when that happened. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that's really good. So. All right. All right. I'm sorry. <clears throat> As we explored the tomb. The GM would often remind us how deadly and powerful the Mantis Queen was, and how it took the lives of a many great heroes to defeat her. Her tomb even had small uh, had a small terracotta army of magic soldiers who would fight to keep her from escaping. Uh, well, at least someone was prepared. Yeah, you know? yeah. Good, good. Um, We reached the final area where cultists were starting to lower her sarcophagus, oh, lo- lower the sarcophagus of the Mantis Queen into a pool of green goop. By 10:30 p.m., we defeated the cultist. And it looked like the day was won, and we could look forward to the hero's reward of a good night's sleep. Instead, this is where the horror story continues. Right, this is like, okay, so Uh-oh. it's so it's, it's Friday on right before uh, Thanksgiving, so cool, we're all done with work, right? All right, everything's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. We got, we got more? Yeah. Uh, it's, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see how this has gone. Yeah, I, yeah. Instead I, of ending the game early as we agreed, the GM padded the game in at least five different ways. First, one of the cultists was still alive enough to release the mechanism and plunge the sarcophagus into the green goop. Pull the lever. After some arguing with the non-sick, non-hurt player, our characters pulled the coffin out, but we were too late. We were too late. The Mantis Queen returned from the dead, ready to wreak havoc upon the world. That was her battle cry. Uh, Given the build-up the GM gave her, I did what I thought was the sensible thing and covered the party's retreat. Right?! Run yeah. away! Uh, the game mechanics allows you to go... Maybe a good rooftop escape where they're like, you know, we got chase mechanics. Running away from Freddie Mercury, the bug. Yes. Uh, the game mechanics allows you to go full defensive, and doing so was the only thing that prevented me from being one-shotted by the queen. This confirmed that retreat was the only reasonable solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, the you. queen summoned a giant creature that looked like a cross between a roach and a worm to give chase. Ew. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good combo. Uh, the aforementioned terracotta army did nothing but get smashed to pieces. So much for Chekhov's gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would have been a deus ex machina ending to have the army stop the queen and her monster, but it would have been an ending. Yes. Right. By this time, the other games <clears throat> in the room had ended and people were packing up to leave. Yeah. Registration had closed. <laughs> That's how you know it's not a German game con. Yeah, yeah, right. I've, I've seen this. For your yeah. registration. I've seen this. It now. might be illegal for us to have dice, but we can re-reg. This is, you know, like you're at the bar and you're sitting around and you look around and suddenly you realize all the chairs are on the tables and you're right. the only yep. two people left yep. at the bar and everyone's mad at like, you. Like, go home, yeah. asshole. Yep. You're uh, that guy. After heroic sacrifice an NPC from an NPC, we ran out of the tomb and our mage cast a ward spell on the door to keep them from escaping. The monster made its own way out a moment later. We ran for our ship, headed down the river as fast as we could, but the monster not only still chased us, but was gaining. By this point, it was a quarter after 11. No. no one else in the room but a few people. They were probably staff members wondering when we would be done so that they is, could lock up. That is exactly who was yep. left. The GM exactly asked, like the bar. The GM asked what I was going to do. I said I was leaving and collected my things. 
Correct. You did the right thing and should have done it 45 minutes ago. I left exhausted, frustrated, and wondering if the GM wanted a TPK or simply to punish us for not fighting his overpowered, hyped-up Mantis Queen. Instead of respecting his player's wishes, he chose to ignore multiple opportunities Mm. to end the story so he could stretch the adventure for far too long. It's too (coughs) bad my first experience with this game system was ruined by the GM because I think it has potential for new players and GMs alike. Now I probably won't touch the system again. Mm. Mm. Drink! Oh, all right. Yeah, you deserve it. Cheers to you. Uh, Allervent. P.S. The morning session was an organized play, and that GM was 15 minutes late with no apology and spent half an hour researching rules for something his son wanted to do. At least it ended on time. Mm. <laughs> I, I think you're being unfair. This guy had an agenda. He had, a, he had a game he wanted to play, and he's probably trying really hard to showcase his system. I, I, I think... I get it, right? Everybody's sick and stuff. He may not have read the room correctly. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes people at game cons aren't really good at reading social cues. Well, except that they had an explicit conversation about ending early. I, I get that. I get <laughs> that. And especially if the guys are sick and everything, too. But he <coughs> gets caught up in the... It's, it sounded to me like the guy wanted to play test the combat system that and like, is, what do you yeah. mean run? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like right. to me. And, and the thing is, if you're running, if I mean, a lot of people play test. I've play tested games at game cons. You owe it to the people who are playing to show them a good time, make that, sure yeah. they have a fun game. That it. has to be most important. Because this, that, it's a sales opportunity. If you think right. about it that way, it's like, did you have fun playing this system? Yeah, it was awesome. It may have nothing to do with the mechanics of the game. It may right. have to do with the fact that it was just a fun yeah, game. The right? mechanics and, is on you to to fix. Like, the, you, you didn't pay these people to play test your game. Right. Right. They paid to come and play your game. Right. And that's I think the onus is on you. If so, everyone says, hey, can we? Maybe we can. You know, you're sick. I'm hurt. Like maybe we can wrap a little early. And the, apparently the GM said okay. You know, right. so so when they <coughs> drop in and it seems like they beat the cultists, you know, like you go, okay, everybody, I had a thing planned to fight the mantis, but I know we wanted to leave early, so thanks everybody for coming. Like like that's just seems like a really straightforward solution. And I don't I don't know. I'd, yeah, that's the GM who wanted to shoehorn in a specific combat yes. and playtest this super overpowered bad guy. Right. That, I don't know. Well, Clearly would have wiped out the party. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, but even if the GM had said that right at the front, said, hey guys, okay, so I know you kind of did your thing and whatever, but I'd really like to see how this Mantis Queen yeah. fights against these player can, characters. Can we take 15 minutes and roll some dice real quick? Yeah, just you to know? check exactly. it out and see what right. happens. Like, I think they would have even been okay with that. Can, uh, or or say, them? okay, you guys run away, you make it away. Hey, can we go ahead and just run that combat? Because I kind of want to see how yeah. things work. We'll do speed rounds, like just right. roll yeah. some dice, help me play test this, and then not be, you know, and then end at 1045, <coughs> not 1115 or later. And, yeah, right. that just seems rude. Have you ever been in a game with the GMs that are so in love with themselves and so in love with their system that they don't notice that their players aren't having a good time? Yes. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. I have. Me too. Stu. That's this me. Guy. That's no, me. Yeah. No, no, it's not you. It's not you at all. But I have encountered it at cons. I've even encountered it with famous people that design games at cons. And yeah. they, they think they can do no wrong. And it's not their fault because they're in a yes person world where everybody's like, oh, yes, 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 sir. You can't do anything wrong. Everything's great. Everything's okay, wait. great. And the, the system they ran for me was not that good. What game di- designers can afford yes men? 
I, I all I can say is that the game that I was in was a, it was a, this, it was a it was a play test. He, the game was in system, but he uh, he ran me through everything, and he was sort of boring. It was a boring, thing, and it definitely touched on interplay combat, and we're done. <coughs> and you're like, well, I was just starting to get into the game. No, no, we're done now. That was, if you like the system, you can go buy it. And, and uh, I'm like, boo to that. Yeah. I want to know what that was after the show. Yeah. Uh, we have a mutual friend that that knows him, and and yeah yeah you know him, but I, I can't say that it wasn't bad. It just was he definitely had an agenda and was was trying to showcase his little well, system. I had the uh, I had the game run by a professional at a game convention. Ah uh, yes, you guys have heard. I'm yeah, not going to say story. what, but I've but heard that story. like number one, the dude was like so. I know that Stork and I have both talked about like when we first with the podcast went to the convention and we decided <coughs> to run a game. Both of us were fucking terrified because we're like, yeah, absolutely, we've been sitting around on the internet telling people right, how right. to play RPGs, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and now we're going to show up to a game con and run a game for people. Right. And then if it's not awesome, and people show up and go, all right, what then, the man. shit? Tell us what. <laughs> so, like, uh, so like every time, like we try and be super. Collected with all our materials, yeah. and we do our prep. And Stork and I generally try and do a play test run of our game for the cons, and right. like do all this stuff because we want to make sure that people have a good game. Yeah, have a and fun time yes. for four hours. Like that's and our we goal. Are able to deliver because if you yeah. don't play test, sometimes with these complicated storylines that I come up with, <laughs> I, I literally had a GM at the table look at me and say. No dumbass, what's wrong with you? Oh boy. <laughs> because I had been given a character sheet with skills that implied that I was a space ranger and I was a pilot of the spaceships. And the game was sort of uh, historical in nature, so I thought it was like a Firefly kind of a mix. Yeah. Right? Until <laughs> halfway through the game session, I suggested maybe we should just go take my ship and fly over there. And that's when I got the no dumbass. What's wrong with you? And I went, well, why do I have laser pistol and pilot spaceship and all these other skills that are related yeah. to space combat? Oh, that's wrong. Oh, but you're he, still a dumbass. Yeah. Looking at your character sheet, he, he said now. to you, "Oh, the stuff I gave you on the character sheet that you had no choice on that that yeah. I picked for you that's is wrong. wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the pre-made character sheet." But, and you're a dumbass wow. yes. for actually looking at your mm-hmm. character sheet mm-hmm. and following what I gave you. Oh, all right. Yeah. It was not a winning game. Clearly it's your fault. Mm. I mean, yeah. And several people have turned me around on the game <coughs> system in a way that I enjoy playing it now. And, yes. And that's that's the whole thing. I mean, like, this this game system that this guy's working on, it might be really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, you, it, it, but it, I, I played a play test... I've talked about this. It was called The Ward mm-hmm. in, at Gen Con. It's the only yeah. RPG I played at Gen Con. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, medical it, drama. It was a med- it's a medical drama. It's powered by the apocalypse. And it had a GM. This is the, I think this was his first time GMing this game. And it was the first time someone had GMed it who wasn't the designer okay. of, the, of the game. Yeah. Right, because the, the, the designer... Step. Yes, the designer asked this guy to run this game for him. Yeah. So it was fantastic. And the GM was very good at stepping out of the way and letting the players do what the players are going to do. Cool. And we, I, we had a fantastic table. Really good role players at the table. Everyone bought into what, our, what the concept of the, of the game awesome. was. Because you, awesome. you come up with that as you're mm-hmm. going. Because it's like, 
we never even really quite it was all very vague what we were doing, but we all worked for something like like Doctors Without Borders or something yeah, in yeah. a war torn country somewhere. So and and this it it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I don't know how much that had to do with the mechanics of the game, as it did with a GM letting the players succeed and getting out of their way when it's time to get out of their way, and a bunch of really proactive players. We could have probably had that same table and played D and D, a version of D and D I don't like, for instance, and still had a fantastic time. But when you're trying to play test a game. That is a marketing opportunity, yeah. to yeah. be quite blunt. Yeah. yeah. And the the worst thing you can do is to no no, we need we're gonna do these game mechanics in place of you guys uh-huh. having fun because mm-hmm. that's why I'm here. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean he's already he's lost one customer right here and this customer's gonna tell all his friends. He that, just wrote into a podcast yeah, and I he mean, has the guy's lucky somewhere around three thousand listeners. Yeah, lucky that Alervant doesn't name the game here. Right. Like yeah. That's tens of people are less likely to buy this game now. I think it was you, Stu, that pointed out to me that, that sometimes game designers are not the best GMs. Uh, I, I think you listened to a podcast with game designers, and they were running a game that they had designed, and it was the most boring thing they'd ever heard. <laughs> right. It was all about mechanics. Uh, yeah. It was all about... And, and they're not necessarily the best judge of, or even the best users of their own um, uh, creation. I think... I think sometimes they get caught up in the minutia of it, and they don't they, they, you know, all the cogs and wheels that they design that they're yeah. so caught up in because that's the way game designers think. It's well, all that's, that's well, that. this meshes with this, and it takes somebody from the outside saying, "You built this wonderful machine. Let me show you how you can use it." Right. That's that genius level intellect. The, the good thing about maybe the good thing about my game is I'm not a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a dummy who tells I'm good stories. Old, I love how you took it personally. Like, yeah. I really wasn't going to, because I haven't played your game, but I, 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 I think that... No, I can't take it personally, because I'm not that good. I, <laughs> it's much like an artist critiquing their own work. It's like, I, I'm so close to this, I can't give you a... Oh, yeah. A solid, yeah. Right. I, I, all I see are mistakes. I know all of the loopholes. I know how to exploit it. I cannot run this game in an honest way, or yeah. I cannot look at this picture honestly and give you an honest opinion. I think that, that in many ways, game designers are the worst GMs of their own game. I, I have no, I can't gra- charge or graphs for that, but it's something that I can just sort of implicit. I, you know what I mean? Cause, I'm, cause I'm still waiting for someone else to GM Moment of Truth. Well, or for you. I would love to find people have run it, but they haven't run it for yeah, you. Somebody has. Uh, well, there were some early playtests, but that the, it's changed so much since then. You know, the final version as it is. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm gonna start start paying people. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Yeah. I'm gonna well. truce. At least pick a common color So we're not going to have to pay extra for (laughs) t-shirts Jerk (laughs) When you get your kids moment of truth by the way Let me look at the rules for that Because that might fit this weird setting I was Okay That was that game I was thinking about running And I'm like this might make a better setting than a game At the con that's going to be a play test Now it's kind of a subset of the rules That have been play tested quite a bit now so I, I, I anticipate there's not going to be any major breakage. Well, with just it. let me see what the subset is when you get it done, because I might. I'll send it to you. Um, also, if you've never looked at it, Tales from the Loop. If you just lift the character sheet from that, like the system there can be for any setting, right. really, yeah. like a kids kids setting that isn't like D and D or something. Like it's it can be set in like 80s. It could be more high tech. It could be you know whatever sort of kids story you want to tell. Like the mechanics of the game are agnostic to its setting. 
Um, I, you could definitely lift it and play. You know, it doesn't have like sanity rules for Cthulhu, or you know, it right. has like kids move right. There's like a body score, and you add your move score, or your stealth, or you know, like it's just a bunch of generic stuff. That, and it the way they balance the numbers, it feels like teenagers. You know, like it, it feels like it's geared to roll like yeah, kids agree. roll. Like you fail a lot of rolls, you make some of them, and it feels like teenagers sort of failing their way to victory. <laughs> but it's not nearly as creepy as Monster Hearts. Uh, Monster Hearts is not for kids. No. <laughs> it is no, not. No, it is not. And it I think not. that's it's important to point out. Yeah. Yeah. But something that I've I've kind of noticed about all of the narrative focused games 90% of my enjoyment comes from having a table full of good players. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And and, like, and a, a GM that knows their place in mm-hmm. the game to yeah. just chill Absolutely. out and let things Absolutely. go. Yeah, <clears throat> like that's because I've played a couple and oh, back down. sorry, oh, I started. <laughs> Grand Hello, hello, he's coming around the outside. <laughs> uh, around but, the outside, around the outside. Um, Cinderella story. <laughs> I just watched that today. <laughs> but um, like I've played in a couple that. I've had a couple of... I, I hate to be critical of another player, but sometimes you have to be in your head. And you sit down at a table, and somebody is just like wallpaper paste. Oh, the lump. You, you yeah. give them yeah. Indiana Jones, and they don't yeah. know oh, how to play it. Yeah, that's, the yeah lump. that's a whole different yeah. ball game. But, yeah, and it's just like sometimes... And I've, I've sat down at a couple of games and had somebody in the party like that, and it's just... It's like a void that sucks all the energy out of the table. There are negative players. The players yeah, yeah. that actually count, that like s- suck energy out of the table. Yeah, and don't give anything truth. back. No. Yep. Yeah. Well, you've met my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, can I read the one from Jason? Because his name Go. is Jason. Yeah. My name is also I'm going to pretend it's you. you. Yeah, okay. The whole time. <clears throat> Hello. Insert random douche reference beyond my brain's ability to come up with. You wrote this. That That's sounds so you. Like you. <laughs> it totally does. I'm but you don't end your sentences with prepositions. <laughs> don't I? <laughs> I'm Jason. Depends on how far down that bottle of tequila you got. Yeah. Sekiro on the forums after Rob shamed me on the podcast into joining. Oh, and look I at thought, that. since they were always popular... I'd take a run at some gaming horror stories from my early days. Now, the, the, the most ironic thing is Rob is almost never on the forum. No. <laughs> yeah. Or on the podcast. Right. Right. Was <laughs> like, oh, he local still? Uh, for moved? a short period. Okay. Oh, wait, He's which Rob be... are we talking about? Rob Day? Rob. Rob who comes on the show. Who's your Rob? Yeah, Hoser. Yeah, Hoser. Oh, is he Rob, live yeah. far away? No, he currently lives like four blocks away. Oh, okay. But well, he's, soon to, he's soon to live in my neck of the woods. Which is not like still not far. Oh, no, it's not they, crazy. Are moving far. to Irvine or something? No. Like, okay. he's literally moving to my neck of the woods. Like, I just live... I don't know where you live. He, you, I live as far as you do from here, but the other direction. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, he's like, probably, what, a 15, 20-minute drive? Yeah. With traffic. Yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> well. Sorry. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is when we were playing a heavily modified Marvel superheroes TSR, circa 84 or so... That sounds awesome and terrible. <coughs> it would have been a terrible game at the time. I yeah, may have actually played that game. Yeah, I did. Uh, I played uh, TMNT that came out with Palladium. Right. And that was garbage, and it was the tastiest garbage ever. <coughs> Sorry. 
<clears throat> the GM had modified it because he had to, mm-hmm. um, almost to a champion's light system, mostly to buff his NPCs out more. Nice. Uh, <laughs> more column shifts for limiting powers? Great, in theory. He was the typical adversarial GM in a lot of cases. I remember the game where we were playing D&D, first level Stone Age tribals in a jungle. Hunting? No problem. Fight this rhino. Ooh, needless to say, at least four of the... Ooh, ten players. At least four of the oh, ten God. players had to roll new PCs when the rhino stomped us. Good God. Mm. Okay, well, that's that's a bummer for the GM. See, I, 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 I mean, heard this all of... In alpha voice, all of a sudden it's like, you know, hunting? No problem. Fight this rhino. <laughs> Uh, so, back to the phase rip Marvel game. You guys remember Alf? Yeah. Yes. yeah all right. um, he had recurring NPCs that, while we were at base po- best power level between Hawkeye and Captain America, these NPCs were godlike. It was like fighting Superman and Wonder Woman clones. Superman was almost impervious to anything. His resistance to anything was off the charts. I think he'd take 175 points off of any damage. And to put in context, maximum human tap attacks um, max out at about a hundred, so it wouldn't even dent him, right? So he is Superman. Yeah. Um, Op. One of the primary reasons why I dislike the character. Yep. That's yeah. my, my kids yeah. when we watched um, what was it uh, Justice League? They're like, he's Op. Yeah. It's just I am he not. Must have been so proud. A tear, a tear for him. I'm not interested in a character who's impervious and vulnerable and doesn't have to like get out of the way of a bullet and well, has no flaws. Well, yeah, and no I flaws. Mean, come on! Oh I my mean, god, he, the he rarest a, element on earth. Well, like, st- oh, I mean, that's the thing. Is how many tiny meteorites from his across the galaxy fucking planet could yeah, there be landed here? Clearly, a lot. Yeah. Uh, well, the, okay. Yeah, when the planet... It was a shape charge that blew the planet up. Right. Right at us. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's All what right. propelled his little pod Well, actually, here. the little pod managed to solve the rest of the planet falling after. Uh, it was uh, retconned in the 198. No. Stop. <laughs> During a smoke break leading up to the combat, I remember three of us all ranged attack power users debating what to do. And then someone discovered a rule in the book. Alpha Strike. Alpha Strike lets you combine all ranged attacks into one attack for purposes of damage. We were like, this might be our only shot. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Our only shot. Because it's ranged. Right. Yeah. Hey-o! Uh, <laughs> combat starts. Super clone floats down, wanting us to surrender and turn ourselves in. We naturally refuse to oblige. Combat starts. He's an overconfident prick. So he just hovers while the melee guys open up and are unable to dent him. Ranged attacker one, I hold my action. Some more actions. Ranger, ranged attacker two, I hold my action. You could definitely tell he knew something was up, but wasn't sure where this was going. Soups knocks another PC out. Ranged attacker three, on my action, we combine, combine fire in alpha strike. Here are the rules. <laughs> <laughs> we dumped so much damage because raw, the damage is stack. The super clone was blown to his subatomic pieces, whereas he could have taken a few hundred, probably, if we'd made it past his defenses. We took it to about a thousand points in one hit. You want rules as written? Yeah. Here's rules as right. written, thump. So, the one thing I want to say about that, though, is, okay, so they've got an adversarial GM, and that does suck, mm-hmm. but a real adversarial GM would have come up with a reason why that attack didn't well, work. Well, actually, right. um, 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 yeah. um, Well, actually, um, okay, he uh, deploys his special defense force field and no longer is... He sees it coming and flies away! Right, right. Yep. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, the guy, the GM's not doing a 10 out of 10 job, but, like, 
At least that well, look, you I would be, give him like an eight on yeah. the adversarial GM. You can too. have an adversarial GM that's just not good at it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he just has to get just, better at it. Uh, it was nice to see an NPC who had taunted and been the main character of several Marvel campaigns get their due. Needless to say, we took a break after that. I took up running a Spider-Man power level game of Marvel. Everyone seemed to enjoy. Uh, my favorite NPC being a character whose power was she literally radiated apathy. To overcome it was still in the bar po- ballpark for heroes or robots to resist, but average people, nah, just go ahead, take the stuff in the vault. What's it matter anyway? Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it, what's the name? Is it Office Space? Meh. Office Space where he gets hypnotized or they just be apathetic and, they, and, yeah. and then he has a heart attack, so he's just thinking, <clears throat> and he ends up being promoted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone want this? This email is uh, an epic. If it's not, tale. it's not too long. Story the second, or how I learned to love gaming, and the bomb. No, how I learned to love gaming and function in chaos. How I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Is that mm-hmm. the, yeah, that's something like that. Subtitle for Doctor Strange. Right. <clears throat> uh, I first got the Red Box D and D. Got the Red Box D and D. Is that like? The, like the smallpox. Herp? Getting the herbs. I got the yeah. smallpox D and D. I got yeah. the smallpox. That's uh, when, when I w- we came with the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Jason's like, I just wanted to show up, drink tequila, and talk about games, and I'm stuck with you. Clowns. And genocide. <laughs> oh, Listen, man. I don't support it, but it can be funny. Really? If we can't make a joke about it by now, too soon. When is it <laughs> long <laughs> enough? Is it okay to make Jenkins Khan jokes now? Yeah. Jenga Khan. I think it's Jenga Khan. It's actually Jenga Khan. Oh, all right. Yeah. They, they believe it's Jenga I prefer Jenga Khan. Jenga Khan. He sat around and pushed the tower. Pull, pull blocks Shaka out. Khan's brother. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there a Genghis Khan somewhere in the country? Is like there yes. I believe there is. I thought we heard that at some point. Yeah, yeah. So Sacramento, maybe? I don't remember. I think there is. Uh, there there might be a Kublai Khan. But there is that for sure, Khan. but that's yeah. not. Xanadu lived Kublai Khan. Right? Is there is there a Khan <laughs> that there is the, now the unfortunate right now the spelling are, would be unfortunate. But that, that, that was that was his last name. So there's a whole name before that that I can't remember. Oh, something yeah. something Singh Khan right, right? Khan Noonien Singh. Oh, is it? Oh, oh yeah, Khan Noonien Singh. Never yeah. Mind. Okay. Well, Let's make it C O N. James Con or or Nunyan Singh comma C O N that we could can, be the name of you can totally have the James Con because he's too old to know what this is and he he wants to because he show up and be like huh <laughs> so, <laughs> so what yeah James Con I, 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 so. I think okay right. I don't know where he's living now that that half uh, is dead when I was eight or so yeah he's got the red box so, so <laughs> great present <laughs> that my mom's <laughs> friend also bought crossbows and catapults because she loved fantasy novels and who knows. Uh, these games seemed like something boys, my brother and I, would like. Later, I would go to the library and check out the first edition D&D books. Oh, you know what? A library had these? libraries. That's amazing. They're only supposed to have boring books. Right? They're they're not supposed to be that progressive. (laughs) My library definitely did not have those books. No. I want to have, let's start a petition. Let's put gaming books in libraries. They probably are now. might be now, but we just don't go there anymore because we have the internet. It wasn't in the 80s. I think I have a library card. I'm going to go see if there's a gaming section. Anyway, carry on. Uh, to versus in D&D books. Uh, My brother and I had a great summer of campaigns. Then we focused... Then, uh, then we'd be forced to be outdoors. Yeah, well, that's I had, important. I had that dad too. 
Go outside, goddammit. Get out of the house. <laughs> now it's illegal for parents to do that. <laughs> right? But Unless father, they come too. But father, I'm, working, I'm learning computers. I'm going to make more money in a, in a week than you did all year. Mm. That's fine with me. Any of my kids, if you go back and watch this video in the future, you go into a career that makes more money than I've ever made in my whole life, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> do but, it. But in the meantime, and go outside. Just, but you should still go outside. Just give Grandpa Dave a VR helmet and let him sit in the basement. It's fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Hook me up to the Oasis. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just knock before you come downstairs. <laughs> or, or don't. Ah! I don't give a shit because I'll be a grandpa by then. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, you walk in on what you walk in on. That's that's on you. You come downstairs, you take your chances. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, I began to play with with a cousin where I first experienced White Plume Mountain. I remember that. It's like, oh, can I just hold it like a laser gun? No. Uh, Sorry, spoilers. (laughs) Oh. Yep. It's a 35 year old adventure. How dare you? (laughs) Damn it. No, I'll just strike that one right out of my I game got, that I want to play. Uh, yeah, I bet. I got Black Razor. Oh, that's uh, is that a usually disease? it's a common follow up to the Red Box. That's and you're when you're in recovery, sometimes you can catch the Black Razor. You get a little older and you have <laughs> yeah. to start shaving. It's terrible. Uh, this was before the unpronounceable Dritz Drow Ranger became a trope. When unearthed Arcana. Just made me think a Drow Ranger was super cool. That's capitalized, by the way. Super yeah. and cool. Now yeah, I want to see Chuck cool. Norris as Drist. I don't. Just the way that was written. Drist. Drow Ranger. What was that? Walker. Walker. Walker Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. That's right. Yeah, He was a baseball player, I think. Because <laughs> <laughs> he walked all of his... <laughs> Yeah. Wow, a sports reference. He's just a really bad pitcher. <laughs> really? Uh, I Not was even good sports reference, but a sports no. reference. No, it was Excellent. good. It was good. Okay. I liked it. I'll give it a thumbs up. Uh, I was so out of it, he rocked the field plate because why not? Ah, youth. Somehow, over a local BBS... B- okay, wait, wait, wait. I re- those were so awesome. Which BBS? Yeah. Bulletin board system. Yeah. That's what I grew well, up don't, on. Don't, don't say that to me like, Really? You used to precursor no. of a forum. Use your modem um, on your computer to yeah. dial a phone number. It's they before the internet. Some dude's house. Before the internet was publicly yeah. available. Okay. All right. That people would have a computer and they ran BBS software on it. And it was a message board. Sometimes it was a file transfer thing where you could get... And chat, software. A chat room. And, it, yeah. it, all, chat room. and, and they were games. fantastic. Yeah. And Fantastic! There was so much fun. Super yeah. multiplayer games. And there were RPGs played over it too. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like like in real time, playing with five or six other people and everyone describing what their character yeah. does. And but yeah, this is like with three hundred or twelve hundred bod modems. Yeah. So I mean, the text is coming coming in. on the screen green, about this fast, yeah, slower than you can read. Yeah. Right. That was so cool. It was so much fun. Type. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I could actually type faster than a three hundred bod modem. Mm-hmm. Oh sure. I think. I would hope so. I didn't actually get to be a better typist until later. Right. Like the BBS era, I was very much a hunt and peck kid. Oh, see, my dad made me take typing in junior high school. I did too. I I never got the typing class. I'm really glad he did because, whoa. I took typing, but I never really cared because I could just do it badly fast enough to pass the test. Yeah. That was okay. That's that's how I It wasn't until I started playing MMOs. Yeah. Before audio chat was a thing. EverQuest actually got me typing really well. That's what got me to type really well. You have to 
seriously, you're like trying to get a message across really quickly. And of course, the drunker I got, yeah, the faster things. Yeah. When I was when I when I worked as a as an editor and a proofreader, my typing pushed almost ninety words a minute. Wow. Yeah, I can wow. blaze the typing. There is a lot of this email left. To be great, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sci- uh, Listen here, you. I know. Have another hey, shot. Have you got a cold? Do you need to leave? <laughs> Somehow, over the on, I slept on that California ice outside. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, over the local BBS, I got a mold. Uh, I met other gamers. I found a game near my house. A lot of players Saturday afternoon. That was the nice thing about bu- bulletin boards. They tended to be mostly local people because. Were, there were toll. Yeah. There were you toll charges. It wasn't eight hundred numbers. Yeah. It was yeah. actual and regular. You could, so you numbers. could find strangers on the internet and go out and meet up with them in a right strange yes. place because yes. yeah. they lived in your town. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, they're usually close. Uh, that sounds safe. Yeah, uh, it was perfectly safe, right? Nobody committed crimes back then. <laughs> really yeah, there were no crimes. People just disappeared. They didn't. They, you know, it's fine. Natural causes. Right. I found a game <laughs> near my house. A lot of players Saturday afternoon. Uh, a friend I already knew was playing in it. Uh, signs I recognize now after the fact that I should have should have been red flags. I was the youngest. I was probably 13. The rest of the group was between 16 and 28. Well, that's that's a spread. That is a spread. That's an awkward spread. Yes. Kind of creepy. So at bare minimum, they're probably... They're, they're probably story heavy, and I'm still in the role. Oh, role I doubt it. A 20-year-old in the 80s was not story heavy. No. 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 I'm just going to put that out there. You're, you're, you're not wrong. Oh, no, we were starting to. We were starting to. Well, it well, depends on the 20-year-old, but I'm saying the odds are against you. Yes, yes. and, yeah. and yeah. it goes on to explain what the system they're using because yeah. I, I love this too, and it's not story heavy. Yeah. There were about 11 players. I started at, out at fourth level, first edition D and D, and they were using a central casting book for to roll backgrounds. <laughs> That's I, funny. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, so do I'm, I. I used to have I, a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I have no idea what that looks like. It was like a whole bunch of like archetypes, uh, backstory, yeah, book. generation huh. yeah. stuff. That's cool. Um, basically, it's a book filled with out filled, that filled out backgrounds, giving new skills. Or powers or disadvantages, oh. not terribly well balanced. Oh, well. And the infamous yeah. Arduin Grimoire. Remember that one? Yes, I do. I never. Fist bump. I, I we knew of it. Loved it. No one we knew owned a copy. I we had it. It, it was like a little. It looked like the chainmail book. Right. It was like a little book, and huh. it was really cool. It was full of like critical hit tables. Uh, all, I mean, random character generators plus. Overpowering your character. It's full of neat right. stuff, but also neat punishments as well. Mm. Something I'm shocked d- doesn't show up in in Ready Player One. Arduin Grimoire, because that would have been that would have been a like some. Uh, uh, if you guys want to look it up, it's spelled A R D U I M. Yeah, Grimoire, and it, it's it's it may even be available in PDF out there somewhere. I haven't actually looked it up. In fact, I'm going to after this is over, but. I remember I'm sure it fondly. there's a PDF. There has to be. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it was a non-sanctioned... I don't even know if they... I don't know it was bootleg, like, man. It was a totally Yeah, it was like, a zine. It was a zine. I would and, bet... And it, it, was a, it was a companion to D&D. Right. That you could... Everything and everything intertwined, but it was that almost from, from, neutral. From, from, from our, the legends we heard, it fixed a lot of things about D&D. It did. It added in... If you, it was a D20 system. If you had a D20 system of anything, you could put you could use Arduino. Oh, that's kind of cool. It was kind of. And it's super abilities as well as nasty unbalanced crit hit, crit yeah. failure charts. Yep. Now, in all fairness, we did have a, a rollicking wild time. It and was, that's the important part. It was designed for that, yeah. Our PCs were heroes in the style of the old books, where wealth was just a means to get better stuff. I spent my gold on ale and horse. Wait, wait, wait. How old are you? 14? Yep. 13. That's old 13. enough to think about it. All right. Yeah. 
That's old enough to 13, pretend. 13. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at a Rosetta painting. I figured it out. Right. Um, <laughs> a Sears catalog. Oh, man. Actually, my character did. My background I'd rolled said that he was decadent, so I saw nothing wrong with dropping serious coin on whores and drugs and missed my knighting. Yeah. That's... It happens. You know what? For a 14-year-old in the 80s... 13. That's 13. He was 13. He says 13. I read it. 13-year-old. No, and now he, he says 14 in the next sentence. Oh, okay. Well, he's lying. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, maybe he played for a year. And got a birthday. That's yeah. So that's what happens after a year. But... <laughs> but moving on. For a, that age range in the 80s, the fact that you went with a background and you played it out I and know, spent sure. gold I know. on it... Yes. I, I was going to say, that's, yeah, that's true, I'm yeah. astonished. Thumbs up. Yeah. Because I was busy just amassing loot and trying to yeah. buy a magic sword. Yeah, that you weren't a min-maxer at 14 is like an epic success. Right. So good job. That, that's, all the, that's all we knew how to do. We fought the wild hunt, and in my great wisdom as a 14-year-old player, I suggested to Bob the Butcher he should take the horns of the master of the hunt. I don't recall telling him to attempt to sell them back at the temple of Sylvanus. I don't know what any of this means, but I bet it's real so significant. Like the wild hunt, fae, the fairy <coughs> thing. Sure. Sylvanas is basically the, a satyr. And yeah, so the god to, of the wild hunt. And right. And so taking a holy item that you've just taken off one of their gods and oh, I see. bringing it back to their Oh, Arduin Grimoire is on Drive-Thru RPG, according to James V. 1971. Yeah, I'm not, wow. There you go. Wow. Not surprised. Uh, there was chaos aplenty. In, g- in game and out of game, I'm not sure what's more worrisome: a scene where the party primarily male characters, male players, with one lone female character slash female player. I bet you she was somebody's girlfriend. Carry on. Not necessarily. There were nerds back then. Yeah. No, there were. Carry on. But we, most of the most of the male players were trying to chase them away, but there were some who would Fair say enough. toughed it out. Yeah. Um, were mind controlled and turned into a horribly inappropriate for my fourteen-year-old's brain oh, orgy? Right. Thank God it was a fade to black thing. Yes. 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 The girl then decided her gray elf ranger got pregnant, and it was my character's. Wow. <laughs> wow. Huh. Okay. Fourteen. He's fourteen. He's, 14. He's his old. Okay. Yeah. It's easy. How being... old's your daughter? Twelve. Okay. <laughs> oh, you, my daughter has an uh, inappropriate sense of humor already. True, <laughs> true. Which is, I think, a healthy and uh, wise thing to develop. That's, it's yeah, yeah. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Um, it's easy being a dad in game when you and your partner are both rangers and have two d six followers, including various oh. druids, tree ants, and etc. Uh, I'll tell you what. In real life, if I could have two D six followers to help take care of my kids, yeah. I'd be a lot happier. Here, tree beard, hold right. my baby. <laughs> yeah. She wants a walking tree. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, fucking watch the kids for a minute, guys. I'll be right back. Or months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hold this. I need to go to the liquor store. <laughs> be right back. You guys watch the kids for this. It's weekend. just a dungeon. What could possibly go wrong? I'll yeah. be back in a couple hours. I don't know what's six worse. months later. All that, cha- all of that chaos, or the chaos at the table. Various fist fights, wow. literally one player roundhousing, uh, roundhoused another player in the face and knocked a tooth out. Uh, we had oh, it was a lark. We had some fights. Yeah, I've never had a fight at a table before. We had it's a not kind, a physical. We fight. did have. We had kind of a fight. 
No, I never had. I've that. seen, Once, but it wasn't a real fight. They were they were like fucking around wrestling. Oh yeah, I've, I mean I've I've seen some heated arguments and hurt feelings and all that kind of stuff. But I've never seen anyone throw a punch. I remember I remember the guy saying, "Stevie, if you don't talk faster, I'm going to beat you up." Oh, and he said, "Why don't we?" And they grabbed him, and then they got, put him in like a wrestling hold, and then Stevie climbed up the wall, and his feet were literally on the ceiling while the guy's holding on to him. Yeah. It was awesome. Wow. Then he let go of him, and we continued playing. Yeah. But it wasn't an act. No one actually was... He wasn't mad. No, no. It was all all in the joke. Yeah. I assume. Uh, Fist fights around town, knocked out tooth. A GM that would regularly throw a big industrial rubber eraser at people to get them to shut up. What's an industrial rubber? Anyway, maybe those, remember the, remember those, those big, big pink rectangular pink ones. Oh, That's the teacher, okay. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, used to I had a fourth grade teacher that used to throw shit at us. Um, I don't know if you can do that anymore. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could do that then, but nobody knew better. So yeah, I got hit in the head with a beanbag and the plastic wheel off of a Tonka truck. I think beanbags okay. I should be allowed to throw beanbags at my students. Yeah. We used to have an uh, English teacher from a shotgun. That would throw no, her, no. That would throw either the eraser or her purse. And I saw her skip her purse off of one guy's head onto another. They were That's talking, impressed. and she did like this. And she goes, "Gotcha!" <laughs> it was really. We were all like, uh, "Mrs. Drew, that was awesome." No, I just at least taking some nickels out of that. Right. Purse. I just let my students know that it's definitely okay to fall asleep in my class because that is an opportunity for me to wham a book on the desk next to their head. <laughs> Scare the crap yeah, out of them. That happened one of my teachers, and he, he had everybody that already goes, shh. Yeah. He, he dismissed everybody, and everybody came back in, and everybody was quiet. Yeah. And, and he had a quiet class, and the, te- and the student woke up halfway through the class. Yep. Yeah. Nobody falls asleep in my class. There you go. <laughs> Did you draw on them? Uh, it was Sharpie. You, I'm assuming you teach older. A high school. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, because yeah, little kids in it. Yeah, middle school. They don't get sarcasm. That's, no, it's rough. No. It's years of therapy for sarcasm. First grader falls asleep. You come up like, <laughs> how do you like me now? Wake up, six year old. Used to throw a big industrial eraser at people to get them to shut up, including one time that player ducked and the GM hit three other people. Boing boing boing. Various banning and unbanning of alcohol. I say it's a horror story, and maybe it is, but looking back, maybe that's the way games were in, played in the 80s. I, I'm thinking he's right. Yeah. I'm thinking he's right. That's yeah, I mean, I did have, I had one uh, game group at Pizza Hut with, with some strange, <laughs> some strange wait, adult wait, men. Wait a moment. Yeah. Let's, can we, can we get a setup for this? Did it's you like, not play at a Pizza Hut? No. Oh. I, no, we used to I, play I at think Denny's. We should because it's yeah, awesome Denny's. Idea. Well, we would take a yeah. break and we'd go uh, to Denny's and take a few dice with us. Yeah, I mean, we we had we went to this place a lot of weekends and they knew us and they just gave us the big table in the back and we ordered pizzas and stuff like we okay. we bought food throughout the day. That's a fucking genius idea. And um and they just didn't care. I mean, they could have told us to leave because we, right. we were there for like six hours. But but if you're if you're buying a couple rounds of food, yeah. And, and not that, disturbing anybody, and, yeah, and filling up the big table that nobody and can take. I, yeah. I, as thinking back to, I don't know what I must have been like, uh, you know, fourteen, fifteen. Like I'm thinking of the the men running this game had, like in my mind they were in their sixties, right? But they were probably like thirty, right? <laughs> and, but but I know one of them had kind of gray hair, and so I thought of them as like, oh man, these old guys, right? And, like I remember thinking like. It's probably a little bit weird that I'm hanging out with these guys, but like 
you know, I learned how to play Shadowrun from those guys, and, right. and that was a big part of my... You're in a pizza hut, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. I mean, it was a public place. That's probably why they played you know, at the pub- yeah, uh, public place. Yeah, right. so they're not going to get accused of being weirdos, right. you know, and they were fine having this... 14, 15 year old kid hanging well, out. Like, well, I mean, in, in some sense, it's kind of kudos to them for for right. for taking that the that risk of being looked at as creepy right. people to help bring a, a uh, young kid yeah. into the hobby. On the other know? hand, it was a time where I could hop on my bike right across town to the Pizza Hut at fifteen, right, and you know just take okay. myself over there. Mom, with my I'm backpack. going. I'll be gone all day. I'll be back for dinner. Yeah. Okay. So like, okay. Bye. We li- <laughs> we lived in East Long Beach. Uh, about as very very near the border, almost in Los Alamitos. The border of what? Between Long Beach Los and Los Alamitos. Alamitos. Yeah. Okay. And we would ride our bikes to. Uh, do you know Long Beach at all? Not really. Uh, the Warhouse on no. West Willow, no. which is ten miles away, maybe eight miles away, yeah. something like that. A long way. So I was riding six or seven miles, probably. Right. Like maybe, well, maybe like six. At like thirteen or fourteen, because yeah. like we want to go to the warehouse. We heard this is a store. None of our parents would take us, so we right. gathered up our money and we rode our bikes all the way down Willow to the right. store. It was crazy. Drove, had to drive through Signal Hill, go up the big freaking hill, oh, and down yeah. the other side. That yeah, was awful. It's a, very much Stranger Things, but everybody on their bike just yeah, uh-huh. just, yeah. yeah, going like you packed a lunch because it was that long of a journey. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we br- took food with us. Again, now, if I let my kids play in my own front yard and right. I'm not out there, I'll get them right. taken away. Yep. Like, Maybe. I don't have a fence around my yard. Oh. Mm. No. Well. I'll tell you a story later. Back to the horror story. A horror story. Oh, yeah. uh, and maybe it is, but looking back, played in the 80s, lifelong friends from that game. In all fairness, I poached the characters from the game into a 5e game I ran. Yeah, cool. <laughs> TLDR, some horror stories can make for a good laugh and fond memories, even while you look back objectively and cringe at the, the what the fuck of it all. Yeah. Uh, drink! Yep. Uh, it, I think it's really cool that the game that he was playing in the 80s, he, he was actually still friends with them, and he was uh-huh. able to get them in a 5e game. Well, yeah. there, was, there was a while back, there was that dude that wrote in that's like, I've been playing this game for 38 years. <laughs> like, and, I, and all of us are like, what the shit? Yeah. Right. Uh... And drink uh, once for long lost friends and simpler time when we didn't just not know that there were better cities. <laughs> Truth to But that. we lived through a time before they existed. Yep. Thank you for all your time and thank you for your excellent podcast. I love it. And hopefully, I've at least sent you an email that does not involve armor class, falling damage, or player <laughs> agency. <laughs> Literally last week. Yes. At least for a while, Jason. That was all on the forum. Thank you. Thank you for taking us down memory lane. Arduin yeah. Grimoire. Yeah. I love that. that you can go get it. Go get it on Drunk Yeah. Yeah. And go, wow, this isn't a good This is really. And remember it being really, if it's a D20 system, so if it's if it's burp. Or well, it was sort of like a non-official expansion for Like you said, D&D, it was like, right? I don't even know how they made money. I, I bought it at the gaming store. I paid money for it. See, we asked for it at, at, at I, Warehouse, and they didn't have it. I, well, I don't know if it got... Bootleg, probably. I don't know if it got... It like, probably it it made got lawsuits. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But it was really. It was. It looked like it, somebody had typed it on a typewriter, kind of stuff with mm. bad drawings, and put it in this oh. little. Thing. And so I don't know what the whole scene was. Anyone else looking forward to Tomb of Horrors and uh, in uh, Ready Player One? Eh. 
I don't think they're going to do a good job with it. Oh, I hope they do. I, I, mean, I can't get my hopes up. It's going to be so expensive to license all that stuff. I mean, that's well, maybe they, they just they, crawl through the, through the mouth of an annihilation and it's over. I mean, they're trying to make a hundred-minute movie with all the stuff that happened in the book. Like they got to cut stuff. And right. Oh, yeah. I think D and D reference is going to be the first thing to go. You're probably right. Yeah. What about Zork? Do you think the Zork thing's going to happen? Oh, I don't know. That's such an obscure thing that. Like, <sighs> is it really the norms? The normals no. don't know it. That's true. That's You're about true. To I, I, I've seen. Yeah. I've seen a, some. I watched the trailers and I don't spoil yeah. the book, but some of the characters IRL aren't what they are in the book, right. or at least it yeah. don't appear to be. And yeah. I'm like, oh, come yeah, on, who knows? Uh, the I mean, I, I really enjoy. I use Zork in my beginner programming class as an example of like how, to, and we go through and make a, a quick like choose your own adventure program. Mm-hmm. And but they they sit down and look at Zork. They're like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like. It's a really fun story. Oh, it's, yeah. It's goofy and stupid in the best well, way. And, and it's hard yeah. because it, may ha- it yeah. causes you to think outside the box. You're like, so when you're in an echo chamber and you can't get anywhere, you have, you say, oh, spoilers, echo. Yeah. <gasps> oh, wow. All yeah. of a sudden you can move on. I mean, it really does cause you to think outside and to think beyond yeah. the, the norm. Mm-hmm. It's smart. Yeah. My favorite was the Douglas Adams. Yes. The Infocom. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, great. Only because if you the, fucked yeah, up, lens. you had to start yeah. all over again. Yeah. Right. You just started wow. over. Wow. It was epic. I'd always I'd always screw up with the tea. I was making tea and then I oh, oh yeah. fail. I don't think I, I don't think I finished one of those games. Oh, yeah. I did discover that the thing that your mom gave you gave you is like a bag of holding. You could put anything you wanted in the thing that your mom gave you. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it was like it was like that. yeah. Try it someday. Well, anyway, text-based adventure games still all the rage in 2018. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you all, know what? If that, there. if they do the movie right, suddenly people are going to be going online trying to find I hope I'm so. sure I'm sure there are web-based versions of yeah. Zork. Now, there are. Yeah. yeah, I my students play them every year. We I expose them to text-based adventure games. And they go off. Yep. <laughs> That's well, awesome. With our cell phones these days, it's all going to come back around where it's like so much easier to just play Zork than it is to like, oh, my graphics, oh, I don't have good... Oh, but right. this works. Right. I yeah, because it'll probably take eight seconds to download. Just the fact that they can play Zork and save their game is like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Kids these days, we have no save option. I, oh. I, when I turned off the computer, I turned it back on, I had to sit down and start programming it all back well, in again right. to play. I received a big stack of those Infocom games with none of the instruction manuals. Oh, no. So, like, hours and hours of my childhood was, like, just figuring out how to, like, How to install around. it. Yeah, like, how to, like, move around in the game. And, oh, you could pick something up. Oh, that's cool. Oh. And, like, oh, my God. I know. It was fun. I liked the... All on an Atari. The slightly yeah. later generation of, like, where those adventure games became graphical. Yeah. But still required you to, like, type what you wanted mm-hmm. to do. Like, and some of them had, like... Points in the game where, like, I specifically remember Space Quest Three. Sure, you fall onto a conveyor belt and you have to figure out how to get off before it dumps you into a meat grinder. So, like, here's kid me trying to type quickly to be like, jump, jump, don't fall, no, ah, uh, why every time? Oh, damn it! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, instruction manuals are for noobs. Well, <laughs> or or I, I got through it. Although, like a year later, the the family friend who had given me these discs was like, "Hey, I found all these booklets in the garage. Do you <laughs> want these?" I was like, "Table flip range," <laughs> and then I read all of them cover to cover. <laughs> oh, Leisure Suit Larry. That was an oh, Leisure Suit Larry oh, classic. No. Leisure Suit Larry with the the twenty eight hundred. What was the name of that console called? What was it called? 
Well, I played it on PC. Well, yeah, there was a Commodore. Commodore, had Commodore. It. probably um, Commodore. Yeah. Commodore sixty four. Yeah, or Amiga. I, or the Amiga? trash. The trash eighty. I think played Amiga it. Amiga had great mm-hmm. graphics at the time. Yeah. And then Atari. Maybe it was a Commodore. I had a Commodore. I never had an Amiga. Maybe it was a Commodore. It was Commodore, Amiga, yeah. and Atari were like the three big, right, big dogs. But, in but Atari four hundred, eight hundred. Right. There was a four hundred. Was yeah. the first one. The eight hundred was. Atari? Atari? I was playing on the Apple IIe. That's you know, the Apple IIe. No, no, no. The Infocom oh. games. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, the discs um, were floppy. Yeah. I specifically remember going over to a kid in the neighborhood's house, and he had gotten a copy of Lee Suit Larry somewhere, and we were all like, yeah, let's figure out how to get this game. Yeah, there's going to be boobs. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be 8-bit boobs. Yeah, but <laughs> still better than what we had access to, usually. Yeah. So let's Just get in the, there. The channel that you hadn't paid for and was all, like, glitched out. Yeah, oh, yeah, whatever we had to do. You could hear the sounds. And occasionally, <laughs> occasionally there'd be a shot. And like, oh, there was a yeah. And you sit there messing with the tracking to yeah, see if yeah. you can get it to line up. Anyway, what are you doing in there? Nothing. But, but <laughs> the Lee Suit Larry games, where they they had an age gate questionnaire at the beginning, and it asked you questions like uh, questions about like Richard Nixon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like see, that stuff, I would know. Yeah. Right, that's the thing. <laughs> I was like, ha ha! I'm not a stupid kid. <laughs> I can answer these questions about U.S. history. Yeah, like. Mm, but yeah, that's what year was Richard Nixon impeached? He wasn't impeached; he resigned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and exactly, it was totally questions like that. Like, hmm. has there ever been a successful impeachment? Like a like a full no, through impeachment? No. Pretty much anyone would resign before it finishes because they don't want to be the first president to be impeached, right? Well, it depends. well no, no, no. Well, in, in, impeachment is it, impeachment is, is not removal. Is from the office. process? Is the process? Uh, so we've had two presidents impeached, but no, but, no but not removed. No one's been like. Prosecuted no. for at no. the end of that no. process, found yeah. guilty or yeah, yeah, yeah guilty. Yeah. Yeah. The more interesting ones are the ones that died in duels. That's uh, yes. yeah, yeah, totally. It's pretty much like impeachment, just right then and there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we condone that dueling impeachment. No, I, I, know, I might bring it back up. <sighs> Happy Jacks Service <laughs> podcast does not in condone for those so listeners for those that happen to be in the Secret Service or yes, clearly <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. It would be a duel, which means you come up and you yes. honorably say to yes. someone, <laughs> right. "Hey, let's meet in two weeks, I said and we're going to hash this out with guns." <laughs> like I do remember, there, there was a story about somebody that was taken to court, and maybe it's apocryphal, but I heard about it at fair, so it's got to be true. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the guy with the sword? Well, no, no. <laughs> somebody came in, and, and apparently, depending on where they were, there was if they phrased the thing correctly and actually asked for a duel from the from the prosecuting attorney. So this person went, went through this thing, and, and, and the attorney's like, had no idea, and said, Judge, what's he doing? The judge is shaking his head, going, well, it's an archaic law, but he's challenging you to a duel. You're going to either accept or, 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 or drop the or charges. Drop charges. <laughs> and he's like, is this legal? He goes, yes. That was the FOSS class. Yes. That was the class that, that Foss that used was. to teach. That's right. Yes. That's right. I remember that, that story. Really happened. That's that, amazing. It, well, in somewhere, it was someplace in like Massachusetts yeah, or someplace uh, that had a lot of old laws. Yeah, and this is probably legit. in the seventies, and somebody knew enough about the law, like D twenties are illegal. The, the guy that would do it. I bet that guy got in trouble just so that he could challenge someone. <laughs> <individual. laughs> it's quite possible. It's quite possible because but, I would. But there were rules to follow the challenge too. He had to. He had to. There was a certain phrase you had to say, and the judge just shook his head. It's like. I hadn't heard about this since law school. Never thought it would come up, but yep, it's perfectly legal. Do you accept the challenge? The lawyer's like, "What have you do? You challenge me to a duel to the death? No, we dropped the charges." And this All is right. some SCA guy who owns his own sword. That's yeah. probably what it was. He's ready. That's yeah. probably right. what yeah. it was. All right, let's go ahead and call it. Yep. Ten oh eight.
Thank you for joining us for Season 21, Episode 5, Happy Jack Strawberry Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Clave! Jason. Stark. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next Friday at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, right here, Happy Jack Strawberry slash live. This weekend, there's stuff going on. Uh, Sunday, there is... I'm mixing on tomorrow. Uh, Sunday, there is a uh, Vampire of the Dark Ages game. Monday is... Tales from the Loop. Oh, yeah, I'm in that. Oh, and in April, is I'm starting up my uh, fair campaign. Oh, cool. Awesome. But, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, because no weekend gaming for me in, in or me. Doing fair. Or you. Or Dave. Uh, I'm or Dave. part-time. Oh, we're going to vote on now. <laughs> we need the poxy badger. We do. Well, thank you very much. We'll leave this song. I, by the song. way, yeah, I got out my poxy badger hat to wear while I played CFE. <laughs> oh, excellent. It was very good. Made me feel better. Happy Jack Podcast with me, Douchebag Song. When swings rightly wind comes rushing from my ass, la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la. A zephyr sweet and clear, emanating from my rear. La 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 la. The saddest moment yet is to suffer when that's wet. La 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 la. I sing with joy most high because my wind is dry. La 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 la. See how the crowds they part at the smelling of my fart. La 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 la. The ladies lunch in fright when they smell what I ate last night. Presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.